You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions. Red Heat and Rage. I am Rage. He is Red Heat, although he's often raging. <laughs> uh, I'm Red Heat. He's Rage. But yeah. We're both stupid idiots. Yeah, we got to. When you give yourself the Barry Horowitz pat on the back, I got to give myself uh, the Ice Cold Loser Award for uh, Dylan Bundy last night. That was fun. I'm coming back on the train. I thought it was like a misprint. I'm a seven, ten, nothing, ten, nothing Royals after the first. Yeah, I was <laughs> no outs. Down. He gone. I was on uh, Dylan Bundy uh, last oh, night as well. Oh, God, man. But hey, coming off the yeah. heels of, of course, uh, me liking. Uh, <laughs> that could have been the worst DFS, like, coming individual off the heels, ever. Of course, of me liking Homer Bailey uh, earlier in the week. Don't. Normally, listen, I don't pretend to be the best Major League uh, Baseball DFS uh, expert. It's but tough. Normally, my pitching uh selections are very are rock solid like i always find those diamonds in a rough for cheap that everyone laughs at and seven yep. strikeouts and one run uh, earned only but uh, last night it backfired and i believe dylan bundy actually wasn't just bad cam he was like historically bad last night and it was actually bothering me all night like i was actually embarrassed number one yeah. that we didn't i didn't bet i think you did bet on the mariners uh yeah i did number two that we didn't. We didn't give James Paxton coming off the six. We talked K, about it too. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it. We didn't pull the trigger. No, James we, Paxton we, was amazing. We we talked about it. So Dylan yeah. Bundy gives up a, a modern uh, baseball uh, record: uh, four home runs, four home runs uh, in in the first inning. You or I could do that. Yeah. No. Do you? Want, there was a stat that I, said. You know what? I think. I think actually. I think. Uh, well, I don't know. I couldn't get through an inning though. I was going to say they wouldn't be able to hit four home runs off of me because I wouldn't give them pitches to hit. Like, I'd be bouncing balls. They'd be like, i got to be, be honest with you. We could only probably throw about 60-something anyway. Yeah. So they're going to look at it. And once they get a time for it, I hate to say it, Marenzi, we would, I don't think we'd record it out. It would, it would have to be like he'd have to like just, just miss it a bit. Like, it'd have to be pure luck. Like I'm, I'm, I'd have to like, line drive it right at somebody. Like remember our boy Cohen says he could get a hit off that uh, softball chick when you did that uh, that, that, did, that test. That didn't work out. No, well it didn't work out. So I'm not willing to go on the air and say we could get uh, get somebody out. I don't think we yeah, can. Remember in the old days, we used to actually get things done. We'd say, you know, we should do something like that, and we actually did do it and filmed it. Yeah, we actually on, did and, it. Exactly, exactly. We had a buddy of ours, um, uh, an update guy. Uh, old school Dan Strafford, except Dan Strafford has a lot more integrity than and, a big year coach. Yeah, and we the same guy who talked about cancer to get Felix Potvin stick. Yeah, the by same the way. guy we talked about yesterday. Remember, we told you guys the story about um, about uh, parents who pretended that their nine year old son had uh, cancer, so they could uh, raise eight thousand dollars on a GoFundMe page and hang out with the Syracuse Orangemen football team, a four and eight <laughs> football team at that. <laughs> So, you know, I was thinking, you know, man, that's as low as you go. And then I'm like, no, nah, but actually, you know, I know somebody that actually did admit to telling Felix Potvan that his kid had cancer and can he get a stick? Cohen. Yeah, Eric Cohen. So the same, we've got to get Cohen on this show, actually. So the same guy actually uh, was saying that Jenny Finch isn't that good. Remember Jenny Finch? Oh, yeah. The U- US, USA pitcher? National, she's a chucker. He's all like, I could hit Jenny Finch. I'm like, you couldn't hit Jenny Finch. I'm like, you couldn't, there's no, no way in hell. So I actually tracked down, 
And we got to give credit to uh, to Orville Bronstetter, actually. He could track down God. Yeah, he should be a P.I. <laughs> That's a great call. So He'd be we, a good yeah, sleuth. We actually... <laughs> <laughs> well, nope. He knows, like his black book, there's people in the business that know people. Orville, through through the years, the black belt that he built, like you said, like you used to randomly throw it like a football player you'd like. Gabe, I got him. Like, and I've, I've worked with a lot of guys who, not even close. Like, he got you, like, five-star dudes so all the time. So he got us the, um, one of the top, top uh, junior oh, yes. female softball yes. pitchers in Canada. Oh, yes. She was basically like a 14-, 15-year-old girl, except she was like a little Jenny Finch, man. She threw heat. Big time. And um, he did not get a single hit off of her. I think he actually had one foul tip. All the rest were straight up whips. He, uh, he had a few. He had two or three foul balls. But not like solid shot foul balls, like whiff, whiff tips. <laughs> like just, yeah, whiff tips <laughs> off home plate. He one hopped one off the plate type of thing. But yeah, and he looked bad doing it. He looked bad doing it. Now, I remember telling you that I could stop. Uh, I could stop uh, Cassie Campbell from the blue line. A hundred out of a hundred. I think. I you know what. I think that thinking about that, that makes a lot more sense. You doing pads in the goalie, like she, at, at worst, I think you'd let in one or two. But, but, but that was years ago, and I will state now: some of those chicks on the U.S. women's team, they were teeing it up, Cam. Like in the old days, let's be real, man. They were butterflies. <laughs> yeah, you, you could sit there. They were floaters. Ding, ding. They were they in were, your glove. They were floaters. <laughs> you know what I mean? You'd nope. see, you'd see them coming in. Listen, my uncle played for the Edmonton Oilers and the Quebec Nordiques, but I actually uh, went on the ice against the Oilers. Uh, not Wayne Gretzky, but a bunch of the Oilers. And uh, I was in net, yeah. and they lined up at the blue line. Like the Lee Fogelin Oilers. Yeah, like they, they lined up at <laughs> yes. the blue line, and they started teeing off slap shots at me. Yeah. And most of them were missing the net, you know, and they were shooting at my head and stuff. <laughs> and I was a kid, Cam. I was like 11 years old, 12 years old. My grandfather was there. And I remember, I never forget my grandfather yelling, "He's just a kid! He's just a kid! Hey, hey, stop going for the head!" It's like ding, ding, like off the glass behind me. I thought it was so cool. And that was yeah. And you said it though today. You you see the composite sticks, the way things are right now. Like yeah, those ladies are really teeing it up. It, it would be but tough. honestly, like so. We if we I could pitch, but I wouldn't get through the inning. No, like. Maybe after, like, 13 runs are allowed or something like that. But baseball is weird, Cam. It's sort of like Tim Wakefield. You and I can throw it as strong as Tim Wakefield, except he's got more movement on it. He, uh, movement? Gabe, the guy, the guy's throwing knucklers Cam, and stuff. We can't do that. Cam, it's hard to hit a baseball it is. out of the park that's only hit, that's only thrown 50 miles an hour. Yes. So if, but, I'm, but, but, if I'm throwing it as hard as I yeah. can, they're lining it. It's going to be hard for them to smoke it because it's like batting practice. Yeah, I like understand. The home run derby. But when you got the old guy that's uh, just like throwing lame balls in there, it needs to be the right amount of speed. Listen, Cam. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. this week hit two opposite field home runs off a tee. I'll tell you what. Off a tee, Gabe. Not, yeah. not even coming in at like 30, 40 off a tee. No, I'll tell you what. moving ball. There's no way in hell I would even want to stand on a mound and throw a pitch. To Are you kidding guys, me? Guy, I get my head taken guy off. puts you back a, line, a, a liner right to your... No, we're lucky. We get a liner to the melon and like yeah. almost die out there. Like a big league pitcher yeah. is actually athletic enough to dodge it. You and I are dead. We're like moose on the middle of the road. Exactly. Like we're done. I still do believe I could beat Bartolo Colon in a 100-meter dash, though. I will go on record and Your saying that. Your speed was impressive, actually. In jeans, too, on a spur of In jeans! I gotta tell you. I was very fast in high school, Gabe. I gotta like, tell you. I don't want to sound like Al Bundy, but I get around that corner for a few sacks. I'm gonna tell you, though, 
that was like the worst and most organized I, 40 I've ever seen I, in my I life. I agree. It I like highly question their time. I think it was and, a 60. And it wasn't even 40. It was 55, 60. It, it was way 40. longer. They were like, was, I don't know. We think it's 40. Like, that is not, not 40. 40. It's it was, longer than 40. I know, because I ran a 40 before. It was definitely longer. Got to hand it to our old boy, Camera 2 Drew, though. He kind of looks, you know, he's got that face. Hey, guys. But you know what I mean? He can he, he can move. He's, he's pretty quick. He's in, he's like 26 years yeah, old. That's, yeah, yeah, we got uh, almost 20 years on him, yeah. <laughs> I felt good, but I'm going to be honest. I actually managed to somehow oh, pull something injure for sure. my rib slash back um, on like the first 10, 20 yards. <laughs> You know what the worst like was? I actually injured myself. <laughs> I pulled, I pulled, like, I was sort of hobbling. Yeah. Like, I actually got injured running a 40. I'm hey, not going to lie. Oh, I did I too. I w- actually, I remember we came back and go, oh, my leg and back hurts. I had to have a hot shower. I'm like, oh, we only ran it twice. Like, that's the thing. We're brutal. Yeah, <laughs> let's just like, let's just stick to doing this. It's like when we went golfing, man. I didn't feel good for like two weeks. Oh, I know. I, I got sunstroke. Blisters. <laughs> Tapping out. If there's, I don't, I don't think there's any, like, one pro sport that we could actually hang. No, there's not. No. I think, honestly, my best chance would actually be as an NHL goalie only because the equipment is so big and you just sort of get lucky and a puck would hit me. I'd just sort of be there. and But, you know, football, I'd get massacred and murdered. We both played hockey. Like, you played – You played. did you play junior? I played AAA when we were younger. So I got to believe – like, I, I watch guys on TV. The one thing I have, Marenzi, is hands. Like, I look at watching a lot of these guys, but they're double or triple as fast skating. Like, I could start from center, and they'd catch me at the end. So, obviously, I can't play. But the one thing that frustrates me about hockey guys now is we used to play street hockey, morning, moon, noon, night, skip school to do it, lie to your parents. You say you're coming home to watch the Flintstones and get food. We'd go, like, play every team in the NHL. You're the Whalers. We're the Nordiques and go through it. Like, I think it's a different training set. Like, you you watch guys. Sure, they're amazing and they score, but some guys have really bad hands. Like, they're, it's actually weird. I'm like, man, you'd be good. You, you skate like the wind, but you can't put the puck in the net. The level, though, the level to be an That's NHL the thing. That's players. the thing. The speed we can't even comprehend. You need to skate like... Um, we can't even run 40, for a 40. No, what are we going to do, skate with these guys? Yeah. It's it's another level, dude. Like, like, look like, at if, guy, like, like if I started at center... Connor McDavid, probably the fastest skater in the league. He'd, 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 yeah, he beat me easily. And I, and I used to play that. Like, yeah, he is I wish, fast. I know, we should These con- are things we should do. We should contact the Make-A-Wish Foundation and uh, ask. <laughs> I don't know that Cam's, got a, Cam's got a bowling ball in I don't his know, stomach. I don't know if anyone else can make it happen, but <laughs> I think it, it would be gold <laughs> that if I was the goalie and you were the defenseman, and Connor McDavid comes in full speed, like on a and break. Try to, t- try to take him out. Well, yeah, he just spin goes around you. You fall on your ass, and then uh, I don't know. He makes me look ridiculously uh, stupid. You used to play basketball, but that, like just uh, that's another thing. Those guys no, are just yeah. saying, yeah, it's just no, uh, dude, dude. This isn't Keith Van Horn at the three on three tournament here. <laughs> Did your buddy go up to Keith Van Horn and uh, get into it? You guys are the dirtiest team I've ever seen. It's a true story. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. We were at the NBA hooping up and. Uh, it's a competition, and you know, oh, there's no, like good kids there and stuff, and and um, we weren't very good, but it was in the heyday of like the Knicks, right? You guys were the nasty boys. Yeah, so we actually wore like New York Knicks uniforms. That's <laughs> I'll be honest, with you, I just had the Knicks shorts. I did nice shorts. Nice. The Knicks shorts are nice. I did the Knicks shorts and a Pimps, Players, and Hustlers T-shirt, like with this NBA logo, and. Um, so, yeah, okay, but we did everything that basically is, like, everything that I complain about players doing. 
Like when I see like LeBron stepped on someone's ankle <laughs> deliberately, I'm like, man, that's so bush league. I'm like, man, my my, move. that was my go-to move. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, that was like one of my go-to moves. Okay. All kinds. Like we'd push people in the back. Uh, I have very bony elbows. Yeah, nice and sharp. I'm not afraid to use them. Pile them. Oh, yeah. I'd always be swinging elbows. Ac- love, love a sharp elbow. Accidentally <laughs> swinging an elbow cam. You know what I'm saying? Rebound so, yeah, so basically, well, I told the story, actually. Man. I actually slapped this dude in the face, man. This brother. He wasn't too happy. And he told me, I'm going to get you. I'm going to He told me, I'm going to get you. On the next play, he punched me in the nose, and he broke my nose. Wow. My nose was all wobbly. You got a little couple bends there like me. Yeah, it was wobbly, and the blood was dripping out. And you know what I did? I drank my blood. I gargled it, and I spit it at his feet. And I said, let's ball. I said, let's ball. Let's go. Let's ball. And uh, that's when uh, that's when Keith Van Horn intervened. Oh yeah, he's he's like this is getting out of control. Keith Van Horn was called over, and uh, he you know he was the <laughs> the ambassador. He was the ambassador of the NBA. <laughs> the three on three turn. Yes, I remember. He used to do the commercials. Hi, come meet me, yeah. Keith Van Horn. Well, each city has uh, like Nets. a different NBA guy yeah, there, right? Exactly. So so Keith Van Horn was there where we were there when he was on the Nets. Oh man. And uh, so he's bitching at us, and uh, yeah, my buddy says to Keith Van Horn in front of like everyone. Keith Van Horn's there, and he's like, you guys go against the spirit of what the NBA Hoop It Up stands for. He goes, it's supposed to be just a fun competition. And uh, my buddy goes, you know, you were really good at Utah, man, but you've been a big bust in the NBA, bro. <laughs> Van Horn just looks. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> well, so I, later in the same day, one of my teammates took a, took a basketball, didn't like the call, right? There's referee, man. He didn't like the call. He punted the basketball like a football, except it bounced like through other people's courts and stuff. Yeah, interrupted their game. Yeah, yeah. Like we were, we were like uh, you guys were a disgrace to the tournament. Yeah, as Keith Van Horn said, I brought out the worst in us. <laughs> we, it's we, always like that though, because I I played men's league hockey. You always get that goof that still thinks he still got it. Like uh, the, my buddy's on defense; he's a string bean. He just rips off his helmets, beats the crap out of him. You know what our we, problem now was? We have to get in a fight in a men's league game. You know what the problem? Our problem was was uh, we were too tall. We were getting put in too elite of competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's 24 levels at an NBA hoop it up, starting with one, the tights. Two, you know what I yeah. mean? Media stooge, <laughs> twelve. You know what I mean? Media. It's like I want to go in the media yeah, stooge. Yeah, the media stooge. I'll like, just <laughs> there's different like levels. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Twenty four levels is a lot. And we were in level seventeen. Which pretty would, good. Yeah, which is just a little too high. Yeah. I'm not a level 17 You're, you're guy. above media stooge at twelve. How about yeah. we put you in the fourteen, fifteen? No, it makes a yeah. big difference. Put it this way, dude. I played against a guy that played at Florida Atlantic. What yeah. the hell am I? I College beat, players? Dude, the guy, they beat a 16-4. It was first to, uh, to 16. We lost 16-4 to these guys. No, I think it was 16-2. And yeah. uh, they, they trash-talked us so much. And uh, I actually tripped the dude. This dude, man, they called him uh, 250 because he weighed 250 pounds. <laughs> I tripped the guy. And he, he said, if you did that to me on the street, I'd kill you. So, so <laughs> I if, I, now, if I tell you the real story, we played these three white guys, 
And they were all nice before. They were like, yeah. oh, man, we're just here for fun. Let's have some fun. We haven't played. They take off their track suits, man. They got, like, matching uniforms. They're doing box out, pick and rolls. Like, they're fundamental <laughs> white guys. Cam, they beat us, like, 16 to 4. All right? It was embarrassing. It was our first ever game in the NBA Hoop It Up. I was like, holy shit, man. Like, we're out of place here. Like, we shouldn't have even come. This is embarrassing. 16-4. Then we watch these guys play these black guys. The brothers beat them 16-4. Then we had to play the brothers. You got, was like, you got smoked. We were like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. No. We you went, played, played better against dude, them? I played the game of my life. I went full street, started elbowing, tripping, talking smack. Uh, we lost 16-8. All right. Respectable. Gave us a little confidence. I told the dudes after, the brothers after, I said, I'll see you on Sunday in the finals. <laughs> Buddy started laughing. He goes, man, if you see you Sunday in the finals, man, he goes, then, uh, you know, I'll lose 100 pounds. And they're all laughing at me and stuff like that. We made it to the finals. You did? Yeah. We scratched, fought, clawed. Uh, and this is what I'm not proud of. It was first to 16 or 20 minutes. We milked the clock. Smart. We got up. We got stuck at like 12. We milked the clock for a good nine minutes. Good strategy. They actually filed a complaint <laughs> with Keith Van Horn. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I'm pretty much banned from the NBA hooping up. They stopped doing it. Probably because of people like me. Exactly. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio, Mark Lawrence will join us momentarily. Playbook.com, NBA basketball, Boston Celtics, Philadelphia 76ers. We've got a line for the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors, the series everybody uh, was waiting for. I can tell you one thing, you're licking your chops because I think you're going to take GSW plus two in that first game. Don't you think? You know what? I hadn't seen a number yet, Cam. I only saw the series price, so I see Houston's favored uh, by two. By two in yeah. game one. I, I can already read you. You got your gold on for Michigan. I'm feeling gold. Golden State plus two with a plus 110 money line sprinkle. Yeah, like I said earlier. Why not? If, you, if, you, if you're going to ride Golden State, you might as well take him as a dog. Yeah, you almost, yeah. You I almost have to with your with the theory, right? They're minus, they were minus 188 series. That's what it opened up at last night. Minus 188. To win the series, Golden State Warriors. Now the Golden State Warriors, it came down a little bit. It's minus 180 right now. Wow. I, I'm surprised. I thought that, that number would go probably to minus 200. The fact that it went down and... Really? Huh? Yeah. I, I actually thought that the... Uh, I thought that the uh, the Rockets would get a little bit more respect. Nah, Golden State still, man. So you, these are the numbers right now. Mark Lawrence going to join us in a second. 
Golden State Warriors minus 135 to win it all. Houston Rockets plus 190. Cleveland Cavaliers plus 550. Boston Celtics 22 to 1. Philadelphia 76ers 40 to 1. And I tell you what. Celtics at 22 to 1. That's what I'm saying. Boston at 22 to 1. You beat Cleveland. Then you've got yourself a nice hedge. You you, you could do. No, but if they're 22 to 1, right, they're they're, they're one point favorites against Philadelphia. You have two more series. You have an automatic hedge. You have a super hedge if they beat Cleveland. But if you do the math the right way, they just got to win one damn game. Let's bring in uh, Mr. Super Hedge. That's nuts. Mark Lawrence, uh, Sports Data University. Yeah. This is, uh, so this is the this computer. We're going to ask the uh, the professor, the dean. Database. Uh, <laughs> right now. <laughs> the uh, database. May Dave Malinsky rest in peace yep. uh, because uh, he was going to be the dean. Uh, but you're the, um, well, you're, you're the founder, Mark. Yep. You're, you're like well, you're the founder. Well, Dave will remain the dean emeritus for sure. You know, he was going to be uh, the driving focal point behind the university, and uh, everything we do will be done in Malinsky style or fashion. And I happen to be listening to what you and Cam were talking about with the uh, with the odds moving forward in the NBA playoffs, and unquestionably, the Boston Celtics look to be the best value price right now. And ironically, this is a little bit of irony. The Cleveland Cavaliers at plus 550, that's what they were to begin the season. And at a point in the season here when things went so bad for the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, I had bought Cleveland at plus 500 to begin the season here, and I thought, oh, my God, what a bad-looking ticket that is. Suddenly, it's come back right now to where the Cavs are playing right now. So the Cavs are playing true to form, but the value does appear to be with the Boston Celtics. But instead, yeah, no, that's, like, that's the thing, Gabe. And Boston's not Toronto. And they have guys coming back, and they're meaner, and they play. Just because Cleveland swept Toronto, that's Boston, a whole different the whole Boston, different ball game. Boston's going to beat Cleveland. Yes, they can. Yeah, I yeah. sincerely believe it. We'll wait for that series price because yeah. it's tough to put yourself in a hedge, even if you oh you have the Celtics against yeah. the Celtics. Because they're going to the Western team so favorite. Dude, I know. The I know. Golden State Warriors against the Celtics, Celtics will be, be minus seven hundred. Yeah, I know. It's minus six hundred. Like it'll yeah, be ridiculously you're right. high. Right. You're right. Uh, and same thing. Mark, I think the Golden State Warriors are going to win again. Is it too much of an obvious Captain Chalk uh, pick here? Do you think the Rockets uh, knock them off? But I think the Warriors probably have this year and next year left uh, in the tank as as this dy- dynastic run that they're on. I wouldn't disagree with you, Gabe. What I don't like is the price, the value of the situation here, being that the Rockets do have the home court, and they've been awfully good at home this year. The pressure being on Golden State to three-peat here. But they obviously look to be the best team. Vegas agrees with what you're saying here and the fact that they're making them favorites over the Houston Rockets without the home court. I think uh, as we play games, we play them game by game as opposed to series. So this is one series I won't bet. I'll just play this the series game by game instead. Mark, what do you think, though? Like, this is crazy stuff going with Philadelphia because the line opened. Sixers were favored by one. Now it's exactly the opposite. Boston favored by one. Boston can't screw around here because Philadelphia wins this game and goes back home. We, we, we got an interesting series. What's your opinion about tonight's game? Almost a straight pick them in the total two, 204 and a half. It should be a real, real tight game. You know, I'm not surprised at the line move, Cam, just given the fact that uh, the word has gotten out about the Boston Celtics and what they've done as an underdog this season, uh, 29-7 and to the spread. That's a pretty strong number. Uh, what they've done as a home underdog, that's 10 straight covers in a row for this basketball team. So the fact that they opened up underdog, I don't think that the, the, the people that were in the know were going to let that go or get away. That's why I think we've seen a shift here to the Boston Celtics here. And you hit it on the head. This is a huge game for the Boston Celtics. 
boys, because if they don't win this, suddenly the Philadelphia 76ers are going to think, hey, we're the Boston Red Sox. We can come back uh, like they did against the Yankees and win this series here. But the pressure would shift to Boston immediately here. So I think this is Boston's biggest chance here tonight, and I like them at home in this game. What's in your database in Philadelphia to win the series right now, winning the three straight games? What are they at? Do you know? Are they like? But it's got to be like plus a million, don't you think? Like what? Are, what? What do you think it is? They are uh, right now uh, plus uh, plus three fifty. Plus three fifty, and not enough. No. no, I need to. I need five. I need five to one or more. I'd lock it in at minus four fifty. The Celtics. The Celtics. <laughs> Celtics are going to win tonight. Uh, Mark, do you know off the top of your head how many times have the Golden State Warriors been underdogs this year? Yeah. I don't know that, but as, uh, if, if you guys keep talking, I can look it up as we're speaking. It's uh, probably <laughs> it's some it's you, somewhere in the database. Yeah, 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 it's you somewhere. Know what, you know what? And we'll we'll reference the late great Dave Malinsky once again on this because it's funny. I think one of the last conversations we had was talking about the Warriors, and I was talking about the Warriors coming into the year, and Dave said a lot of people are going to reference the Golden State Warriors stats this year and numbers this year when they're not real numbers because of the injuries, Mark. So when I asked if the Golden State Warriors, how many times they were underdogs, well, you know what? When when all, everybody was injured at times, there was a rough couple of weeks for them. I mean, hell, they lost outright to Sacramento. Um, so it's a little bit skewed, you know, really, when we wonder about how many times they were underdogs. But, you know, you don't get points with Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and Draymond Green very often. The, the, the answer to your question, guys, is they're six times underdogs this year, one and five straight up into the spread. So there you go. But most of that was in the month of March when they weren't a healthy basketball team. Exactly. So, so who are they? Know, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's skewed. Yeah, you can throw that out you know, because all that counts is who they are today and who's going to be on court for them today. And with Curry in the lineup here, those numbers don't mean anything. What are you getting Golden State at to win the championship? Minus 140? 135. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's, yeah but I, it was minus 110 yeah. like 48 hours ago. Really? It's going up wow. at uh, five cents like every time you hit refresh, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> got to jump on it now to get that value. I'm man. going to. I'm going to. You're I'm so waiting. busy, though. you got to clean up. you gotta got to do this yeah. and that. That's a thing for Etsy. Trying pick, to pick, sell pick. a horse. I know. Trying to sell a horse. You're trying, um, trying to entertain. Um, <laughs> no, my plan is, guys, I'm, I'm going to bet on the Boston Celtics tonight. I'm going to win. And then I'm going to roll it over on the Golden State Warriors to Ooh. win the championship. That's my plan, Mark. I like the plan. Uh, you know, I, I like <laughs> everything you're, you're thinking about there, Gabe. Uh, one thought here is the Boston or the Golden State Warriors dogs as they are here tonight in the playoffs as a dog, 24 nine and one to the spread. So the few times that they've been underdogs in the playoffs, they've really rewarded their backers. We got to wait till yeah. Monday night for this. Uh, it's when it starts next month. Exactly. Yeah, I'm going to be waiting a while. Uh, what, what are you going to do? I mean, and you know what? They both wanted five, too. They didn't even sweep. Exactly. I, I thought they'd get this going Sunday, uh, but whatever. They, they have it set in stone, right, when the NBA Finals are going to start. So let's talk some Major League Baseball. Uh, yep. I'm not going to tell you what. Early, uh, you know, if you vote for a Cy Young Award winner right now, it's got to be uh, James Paxton uh, with the uh, Seattle Mariners. How about that? The guy follows up a 16-strikeout performance with a freaking no-hitter in Canada. Yep. And he's Canadian. And it's a, you know, it's a big deal 
to him, man, a guy half of his arm is a Canadian tattoo. Exactly. Flag. Like, <laughs> and did you did you see the players the things they did too when he had that no no going catches at the wall diving yeah. stabs down the line like you could tell they were like let's get this for him man they were they were so near. yeah but really right now he's he's pitching better than anybody yeah. in the American League right now dominant stuff uh, Mark for Paxton. Uh, terrific year, and he's had the stuff. We've known that. We've seen his numbers in the past. Uh, nice to see that happen with him. I think by the time the bottom line, the dust settles here, though, I think you're going to find somebody out of Houston, maybe Garrett Cole, who might step up and steal the thunder only because uh, yeah. they're going to likely be a playoff team this year. Hey, Mark, I don't want to uh, put uh, this information in, in my database. I'd like to, to delete the hard drive. I bet on Baltimore and Dylan Bundy last night. They gave up 10 runs in the first inning. It was absolutely <laughs> brutal there. But me and my buddy Vince, actually, we, you know, we've been documenting this in our mini main, uh, database about teams that get embarrassed like that coming back. I know Baltimore is really bad tonight, and uh, but I'm going back to the well. I know a lot of te- guys like to fade teams because they pissed you off, but Scoglin on Kansas City is an absolute gas cannon. You're only laying 35 cents. Baltimore historically good at home. They've been so disappointing this year. What do you think about this one? Well, there's two sides to the uh, to the equation here. You know, Cashner hasn't been much here for Baltimore I at know. all this season here. In fact, he's lost nine of his last ten starts when he started at home. So he has really struggled. The home park hasn't served him well. Uh, and, but you're not beating much in Kansas City and Scoglin here either. So, you know, if you like playing on embarrassed baseball teams like the Baltimore Orioles certainly are after that 15-run drubbing that they gave up yesterday, I can understand where you're going. I'm just not going to go there because of Cashner's current form. You it's know, like a personal pride thing. A lot of the time, teams buckle up and get Al it done when they suck. Al Bundy. Al, he was more like Al Bundy. Sell shoes, yeah. baby. Al Bundy. Po- Where are the shoes? Poke po- high, starting po- pitcher. <laughs> um, speaking of bounce back, I, you know, I think this is where baseball, baseball is an interesting sport, man. And we've already had three no-hitters this year. But uh, last night, the Toronto Blue Jays got no hit. Tonight, guys... I bet you they have a lot of hits. I agree. Toronto Wade Luchin. LeBlanc? Yeah, Wade LeBlanc. Le, that guy is, yeah, he's, he's LeBlanc. There's a couple Blanc, of gas Blanc. cans on the hill tonight. <laughs> Blue Jays only minus 125. I think it's a nice bounce back spot for the Blue Jays tonight, uh, Mark. Well, if you like the Blue Jays to bounce back, you might look at the over total there as well because uh, Garcia is really struggling this year. I mean, his, his ERA and his whip are really sky high. He's not in any kind of form. So the bats could end up determining uh, the outcome of this baseball game here tonight. So uh, embarrassed teams again, the Toronto Blue Jays, embarrassed as they were, maybe to bounce back here tonight. And I like the return to the norm that you're talking about here from a goose egg last night to putting some runs on the board tonight. I'm on the same yeah. page with something that's uh, you know grinding out the profits. So you got to subscribe to Mark Lawrence's Coffee Club. Uh, go over to playbook.com. It's got great crib notes and great trends on a daily basis uh, for you baseball uh, betters and basketball betters uh, right now. Um, so Julio Turan is on uh, the hill uh, tonight, and he's been one of these pitchers. He's he's had a hard time adjusting to the new uh, ballpark in Atlanta. Great pitcher, but he struggled at home. Uh, but uh, as you know, uh, Mark, this guy on the road, he's a great pitcher, man. He's a very, very good pitcher. But um, on the road, he's lethal. I like him tonight, actually. I like the Braves. I think they're in a nice spot. And this Braves baseball team's a fun team, man. A lot of young guys. They're confident, yeah. and uh, they're getting good pitching as well. 
they are, you know, to Aaron's more or less their ace on this staff here right now, only because they're such a young baseball team. There's nobody surfaced here, and they've had their woes. But uh, to Aaron last year put some good numbers up and had nothing to show for it. And it's this this return to the norm the next year for him. Uh, he's putting up some good numbers this year, and he's getting some support this season here. Uh, I, I, we called out on the coffee club the fact that he's really pitched well in the month of May away from home. He's done terrifically that way. And you're not beating much in Yarbrough here. This is only a second start. He got bounced in his first start. So I'm with you, Gabe. I think the Atlanta Braves over Tampa at the right side in this game tonight. Another point, Mark, in the database, another line, the Atlanta Braves and the New York Yankees, 4-0 on Wednesdays this season. I love those trends, 4-0 on Wednesdays. So you got a lot on the Braves tonight, a lot of good factors. Yeah, you throw that in. You throw in the fact that you know, like we mentioned, to Heron on the road in uh, in May has been terrific. Uh, uh, they're also pretty good. Uh, the Atlanta Braves themselves in this series set that they're in here tonight, away game two of a series. They've won four or five times this year, so it's all grinding out the edges, guys. And uh, when you look at this game, it's hard to find an edge for the Tampa Bay Rays, and there's plenty out there for the Atlanta Braves. Another uh, trend for this evening is that uh, Nick Pavetta 0-4 oh, oh. in his career in the month of May. Going to take a shot with Briggs and Stratton there in the Giants? I don't know, man. That's Strat- a, Stratton. Uh, yeah, I think I'm, gonna, <laughs> I think I'm just going to ignore that game. Yeah. Mark Lawrence. Well, Stratton, hasn't, Stratton hasn't really been bad this year. I mean, he's cashed five of his seven starts. He's got a pretty nice whip and a pretty good ERA. Uh, and you're being priced with Pavetta here at home because it's the home field here for the Phillies. But he's not in any current form, and he's really struggled here. So it's kind of a clothespin play. You put the clothespin on and have back the Giants in this <laughs> game tonight as well. We've got some afternoon baseball uh, going on right now. Astros and Athletics just getting started. Angels up 4 yeah, nothing on the Rockies. Need the Angels, buddy. Cubs are up 12-1 on the Marlins. White Sox, 5-2 right now, up on the Pirates. Hey, one more for the win total. Get it done, guys. <laughs> Detroit Tigers are up 4-3 four, four, uh, right now. Last night, Mark, I went. Uh, I took the uh, the Red Sox. They were big, uh, big underdogs against the Yankees. Uh, we fall short. Um, tonight, uh, the Dodgers just continue to burn money. And, you know, this is uh, you talk about getting an edge, guys. Um, this is when you have to have no social life and sit in front of a computer all night and hope that your computer actually turns on and works. But uh, the Dodgers last night, guys, were in extra innings uh, with the D-backs. You know, 5-5 baseball game in extra innings. I got the D-backs at plus 190. You know, and they ended yeah. up winning the game. Anything could happen in extra innings. And uh, we cashed out at plus 190. But for the love of God, Mark, are the Dodgers ever going to win a damn baseball game? Uh, what do you think tonight with Wood against Corbin tonight? Well, they're going up against the wrong arm here tonight, Gabe. Corbin's been really spot on this baseball season here. I love gauging pitchers in what they call walk-to-strikeout ratio for him. I call it KW form, and uh, he's been spectacular this year, Corbin. He's been all over the plate. He's covered the plate real well. He has a 0.76 whip on the season here. Until the Dodgers can turn the corner here, i got to back the Diamondbacks in this game here tonight. Wood's a pretty good steady arm for the Dodgers, but Corbin's the better arm in this game here tonight. And Mark Lawrence um, does like uh, the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to put the Giants uh, on my This card. evening, riding the Pavetta 0-4 uh, career team starts here in the month of uh, May. And tell you what, San Francisco are uh, starting to uh, play better baseball uh, right now. Giants 13-8, and their last 21 ball games in this park, according to uh, Mark Lawrence's database. And we mentioned the Stratton. He is 5-2, 3.99 earned run average, 1.23 whip uh, this season. 
you boys got an opinion about uh, Washington and San Diego. It's the only game we haven't uh, gone over tonight. Nationals with your boy Gio Gonzalez laying 140 tie. Lucchese's been a pretty good young pitcher for the Padres, getting 25 cents. Any opinions, boys? Nationals are a red-hot baseball team right they now. They are. They are. Gonzalez has really showed well, well in that park here, too. He's made four starts. He's won three of them, and he's done nothing wrong this year himself as well. I think the Nationals the better team in a price that is affordable. I'll lay the buck 45 with the Nats tonight. Mark Lawrence. Uh, playbook.com. It's always a pleasure, uh, Mark. We look forward yep. to uh, talking some NBA basketball uh, next week. Warriors, <laughs> Warriors Rockets. and Rockets will be in a game, too, actually, next Wednesday. Correct. Check out uh, playbook.com, guys. It's uh, well worth a visit. Thanks for the time, Mark. Hey, hey, my pleasure, guys, and have a great week. Be good. Thank you. I'm choking right, right. now. <laughs> Harder than the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> <coughs> Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Game time decision. Get Red Heat and Rage Radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks to Mark Lawrence for joining us on the show. Shout out to uh, Muhammad Jamba. Love the show, guys. Great stories. Great info. Provided in an entertaining manner. <coughs> With sound effects. <laughs> Mick Aussie's going off on Twitter. Oh, I know. I, 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 that's a funny thing. You know me, Gabe. I'm really not social media. I but started I, all this. I, I know you did. It's just like the old days. You put you put the Rickster in court. Now you know what Gabe has. Mick Aussie talked about. Yeah, big know, ladle. Big he talked ladle about what a, great tennis, what a great tennis player he yeah, is. Yeah, well, he thinks he's the next coming. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> because he's got a Roger Federer racket. I like the good racket. Uh, yeah, it's a good racket. And uh, what well, he's Australian. So he's talking crap about how he'll smoke me at tennis. So, who is he, Leighton Hewitt? So I told him, all right, let's play tennis. We'll bet $500. Uh, we'll go ahead, Ted. We need an official umpire and all that stuff. It's, it's got to be enough. legit. So um, he's already starting to hedge a little bit. I'm giving this guy a choice, Cam. All right? This is a definition of a fighter. I'll fight you anywhere, anytime. Yeah. Giving him a choice. We can we can play tennis in Las Vegas, August 24th through 26th. We can play in Vancouver, mid-July. Or we can play in Toronto in... Um, in uh, early August. As your radio co-host and uh, friend, I'm going to tell you, I think you want him on Toronto. I don't like that because Vancouver, you're going away. You meet people. Drinks get involved. Hungover. Yeah, exactly. And in Vegas, Imagine Vegas once you start oh, once, once you start the, 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 the daiquiri train in Vegas, I saw you before. Where's the bottles? We were shaking that guy down in Nikki Sixborough. Sorry, what was it? Uh, Vince Fields. Sorry, the other one. The other guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, we, I think they ran out of daiquiri mix with us. So you got to play. You know what? You, you need to be hydrated. You got to play him here. Fitzfield in the Vegas. Oh, the, yeah, he lent his car. Yeah, he lent his car. He lent his car to Marsha So for the day. He goes, "Don't worry, buddy. Just get a win." And then you see Marsha So pull up in the car before the game. Like I got to hand it to Vince Steele the there. Vegas Golden Knights oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's the Vegas Golden Knight supercar, man. It is. It's actually beautiful. You know, he paid for that. How much? Or you know, I say, you know, how he paid for that. How? 
all the drinks that we bought at his yeah. bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, at all least, those no, at, least, at least the customizing and the decals Don, and stuff. Don Johnson <laughs> paid for that uh, decal. Uh, Shout out to Don Johnson out there. Hey, don't worry, guys. You don't have to get on your plane. Let's party. Yeah, Don, Don. I love that guy. Don. The best is I love partying with him, and every time we're talking and stuff, I love a guy who rolls in with headphones. He's like, hey, and he, he'd put on some Rolling Stones. I'm like, yeah, this is nice. He, he, he just loved to rock the headphones in the classic rock in the sports book. Yeah, that's great. We're hanging in the sports book. <laughs> this guy's watching the game. So he's he's got headphones on, but he's talking, but he's rocking to the headphones at the same time. Yeah, listen. I, you got to hand top. it to Don Johnson, though. He just met you, and I remember you were like, "Can I borrow a couple hundred dollars?" Hey, if anything for you, buddy. He's like, "I wish people would be like that with the horse." Like he was giving money away. He was. Yeah. I got to hand it to Don Johnson. Very generous. No, you're right. Him and Sonny Vega both saved me because yeah, if, if you recall, I, I recall everything. I wanted to get a bet in. But I had all my money in tickets. It's all tied up in the Michigan game. And I said, all right, listen. And look, remember the game? I was like, look, man, I need eight points in four minutes here. It's going over the number. So I said, can I get the 200 now and I'll give you the ticket? Yeah. Donnie Johnson. Just the best is poor Don Johnson comes up to me after. He goes, the ticket only paid 182. <laughs> He's the best. Like, oh, sorry, Don. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll go here. So we, here's, here's the extra 20. All right. Uh, so. Yeah, the, so the tennis match, before we get off the topic, Yeah, he's, I, I, uh, I, I, I know his game because uh, Mix, uh, he's well, very, very yeah, kind. you gotta, you got to play a home date in Toronto, and i got to tell you, sorry, Marenzi, you can't drink but the day before. No, I'm not going I, to. Like, it's got to be straight no, up. I can't be hung over. No, water, play, but, water or Gatorade. But the thing is, uh, with Mick is, he's already starting, well, you know what, i got to get time off of work, and I'm like, no, you don't. Finish working on a Friday at 5 and get on a plane. Yeah. Right? I'm giving you three <laughs> different cities to do this. I can tell he's already starting to, you know, sort of back out a little bit. So I know how Mick is. Mick is extremely prideful and, and extremely thin-skinned as well. Uh, you know, he hates big man on campus because big man called him a liar jokingly once. And Mick just still won't forgive him for it, like two years later type deal, a year later. So, <laughs> so I knew, I told people last night, I said, guys, start tweeting Mick saying he's scared to play me in tennis. And oh. I said, <laughs> yeah, I, I, told said you. I know. Stir it up. I said, I know Mick. He'll get so pissed off that just say he's scared. You don't want to play Morenci because you know you're going to lose. And he's going off now on Twitter, but not in a good way. You see, he's raising it right to go F yourselves, everybody. Oh, yeah. That's what he said to your buddy. Go F yourself. I don't know who you are, <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, <laughs> that's the first tweet that I saw. I go, here we go. That's the best, Morenci. <laughs> Nobody was better at it, like, in the old days for you to take the callers. And, like, when you wanted to see a feud, you'd get, like, Rickster against Brandon in St. Louis. or Like, it was basically, like, heavyweight fights, and you well, just made a card right. every night. These hey. guys are asking yeah. for cage calls, but cage call. people are too thin-skinned for this nowadays. You're right. I, I, you, you know what? I, I, you're absolutely correct. They're in the old days, you just, yeah, it's like, it's just like getting roasted. Just sit there and take it, man. It's fun. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think you should play him here and uh, let's talk. Yeah. Uh, let's talk uh, Spenny Max uh, golf. Oh yeah, let's and, do this. This and, is, I love this guy and the fact that I have uh, a surprise visit uh, coming actually today. Uh, today, not on the show, but immediately after the show. Oh, as uh, I get a call, I get a call from a girl that uh, I speak to on Facebook um, from time to time, but. Uh, you know, I used to uh, I used to go out with this girl many years ago. Mm. Like I'm talking, like in the in the early '90s type Ooh, of deal. Good good times. Yeah, good good. I memories. love the early '90s. Great times. Good memories. So we talk on Facebook a bit, 
And uh, she's always saying, oh, you know what? Uh, I'm going to come down and visit you. I'm going to come down and visit you. So I get a text from her, and all it says is hello. And I'm in the middle of trying to sell a horse. I got Apple yeah. problems. I got a lot of problems here. And then she starts calling. So I'm like, man, this chick wouldn't be calling me for nothing. Like, might be important here. Yeah, what's going on? I just thought some bad news. I'm like, oh, boy, something just really bad just happened. And uh, she tells me, no, no, I'm on the, uh, I'm on the highway. What's your address? I'm on the way. So just to add to the level of, uh, just to add to the level of uh, stress that we already have in our life here. And uh, now, now uh, I got to clean this place up. I got to be honest with you, though, Marenzi. You do so many damn shows. You're gonna do a show tonight, but you know what? A little female compancompanionship between shows sounds like a winner to me. You've been hanging out with the TV, sounds the like people. More stress to me. Uh, it depends. <laughs> with stress comes fun times, though, too. It's 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 yin and yang, like life. You know what I mean? Sure, you're gonna have a few extra stresses, but uh, you could also have some, uh, you know, good times too. You yeah, know what I mean? So we got to clean up Melrose Place too. Yeah, no, I I, I, I smelled for breeze when I walked in. <laughs> yeah, there it was. Yeah, hey, hey, you buy. I, you actually got the good one now. We used to buy uh, the nine eighty-eight cent one. I see you got the premium strength uh, Airwick. It's no. a real strong one. Now Drewzilla is calling uh, Mick a uh, a bitch. Yeah, I love it. Get ever cage calls. No, nah, but the calls. thing is, the thing is, guys, like Mick doesn't react well to this. I got I almost oh, have you're to call saying, the dogs you're, off you're, now. You're saying it's not going to. Yeah, I'm well. surprised Mick hasn't called me freaking out yet. What the hell? <laughs> What's going on? What did you say? <laughs> Who's reffing this? Uh, do you have a, Do you have an umpire set for the match? Or when actually no, you have three locations now, so you can't even hammer that stuff down. We have to make a final decision. We were hoping, for, we were hoping for Tim Anderson. <laughs> I did a I did a I did a horse uh, show with Tim Anderson uh, last week. I love that guy. Tim Anderson and me agree on a lot of things. We we're talking Besides about food. Yeah, oh, he, me and him and food. Like I, I ripped him for his list about like like when he ranked Pat Pepsi dead last. I went wild on him. I think I, I, that was just stupid. His take on Starburst Tim, Starburst is a good candy. Yeah, Tim, he's got some interesting takes. Starburst is good. Eh, I'm not, it's a little chewy. It's yeah, hard. The problem with Starburst is, you see your convenience store guy down there. There's no date on those things. I've bitten into them and like bro- they're harder than Jawbreaker gobstoppers, man. Like a, like ooh, you expect Starburst to be nice and chewy, but they're not, man. My my tums are are softer. You know what I used to buy as a kid, but now I wouldn't be able to do it. I wouldn't what, be able sweet to sweet tarts. No, sweet tarts are good, but uh, uh, the uh, that uh, Tootsie Roll log. No. <laughs> Yeah, toffee. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Macintosh's toffee. Yeah. Know what I used to do? I used to like that when I was a kid. But know what you do? Now would be a problem. Oh, it's, oh. no. Actually, no. I got actually I got a trick for that, Gabe. Like everything else, <laughs> my freezer. You get a big because I, I got one as a gift. They have a big family one. So you know what you do? You take the Macintosh's toffee, you put it in the freezer, and then you break it. And, you, and it comes out as shards, then it's a, it's kind of like beef jerky. It's a slow, <laughs> slow release. And I'll tell you something, and it, and it forces you not to bite it because you're going to break your teeth, so you really enjoy the toffee more. Freezer I toffee. Love, I love that commercial on TV all the time. It runs all the time. It's for, like, the uh, the dental place. It's like, uh, hi, I was a cas- I'm a casino dealer. It's like, one day I was eating a piece of hard candy. <laughs> My two front teeth fell out. <laughs> Thinking, what kind of hard candy is that, man? Like <laughs> jawbreakers. I'm yeah. not eating hard candy. Uh, no. Jawbreakers. Were good. Oh yeah, I know. I've seen guys lose teeth on jawbreakers all the time. <laughs> no, it's it's just it's stupid, man. Yeah, it's dumb. It's like I wouldn't do acid or jawbreakers now. Yeah, yeah. When uh, I told you the story, I went to a a party. In, in high school, and I was having a really good time. It was actually one night it was on fire, and, you know, everything was going good. And this guy that I knew, Bob, 
he's a compulsive liar actually he's one of these guys like he never tells the truth he's actually like he's sick he he'll lie about the littlest thing he slipped a tab of acid into my drink game i put him through dry, drywall don't ever like kids out there i'm going to give you a public service announcement you don't do that as like a fun trick to do to somebody like that's not cool in my eyes like you can you know hide a guy's shoes or you know what I mean my buddies know what they used to do they used to break into my house and hide my stuff and like leave me a treasure map when I was working at Little Caesars Pizza because my parents would go away and then they had parties I don't mind that but don't put acid in people's drinks that's that's a that's a real bad move it's it's almost it's, it's basically illegal what the guy did I should have killed him but anyway yeah, he, he got a lesson learned so it's the TPC at Sawgrass sure is buddy TPC Sawgrass in the 6 o'clock hour we'll get into a camps uh, DFS six packs and everything else uh, let's go back to uh, Spenny Mac. Make the cut part. I love these. They're they're becoming like a great, great part of our lives. And I, it's, I like a lot of guys on his list, Gabe. So a how lot. much does this parlay pay? He's got, oh, yeah. So he is risking, oh, what, so what is this? Uh, 2,520. Yeah, so. To win, what's that say? No, I know. I just think no. If all this this happens, I think he is he he wins two thousand five hundred, right? Because no, he's just, risking twenty five hundred. But, but where's the, where's the number? Like it doesn't it's say what buried he's buried at the bottom under. The, oh, I gotta get there. It is all right. Stupid man. I know. I can't read it either. Like, what's you gotta, going on you gotta here? Move the icon. Do I? Oh man, I was really getting better with the computer. God, stupid. It is. All right, two thousand five hundred twenty dollar <laughs> bet pays sixty two thousand dollars. I can't see sixty two thousand. Yeah, it's just. Uh, you gotta click down here. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. See, let's see. Keep on going. See? No, no. You got to scroll the other. See, oh, buddy, you've been using an Apple too long. Welcome to Samsung land. It's yeah, a there, lot of work. Right there. Oh, yeah, there it is. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see it. God, you said it. These computers are driving me nuts. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We got to get to, uh, uh, they need to revolutionize computers. Like, this is, this is, you know. The yeah. font's too small. I can't Man, your even Your computer's click. a real problem. Dude, this thing's like, how much do you think I'd get for this in a pawn shop? 40 bucks. A dime bag? Yeah. <laughs> Not even 40. <laughs> Not even 40. <laughs> pawn shop, Not they're even. crooks. They're I know. Sir, I know your Samsung's still functional. I'll yeah. give you 20 bucks for it. Take it or leave it. Okay. Sounds um, like a great deal. All right. Uh, so, the make the cut parlay. Yes. Rory McElroy. Yes. Oh, definitely Rory McElroy. Just as well. Yep. Just, so, these are the players. Rory McElroy to make the cut. Justin Thomas to make the cut. I think he can win the tournament. Yes. Patrick Reed to make the cut. Hot player. Yes. Justin Rose. Steady enough game to make the cut. Yes. Stenson. Loves this course. We'll be in the six-pack. Yep. Kevin Kisner. One of my favorite underdogs this week. Ian Poulter, who I think is a lot of dog. Actually. Uh, actually, Ian Poulter will play well in this uh, tournament. Yes, I like that pick. Uh, Patrick Cantlay, who I actually in like. In my six-pack, I'm betting him hard at 55-1. Matt, Matt Kuchar. Kuchar's very steady. He likes top 20s. Zach Johnson. Uh, people love him this week. He has the perfect game for TPC Sawgrass. Yes. Canadian Adam Hadwin. So does he. Adam Hadwin is uh, really flying under the radar. 100-1. to one. Love the play. Daniel Berger. I worry about Berger time. Actually, out of all those guys that you'd think, I think that his last pick, even though Daniel Berger went to Florida State, a good player, he's kind of, he can get really flaky. I like I like every, I actually, I love every pick, but the only guy I'd be concerned with, like last time is Parley. Noren screwed him over, Berger. But, he, like, you're getting, I love the guys he picked, Gabe. Like, I absolutely love Justin Thomas this week. Henrik Stenson, I think, is a, a big threat to win. Kevin Kisner, great in this tournament. Finished second before. Uh, in this event, Patrick Cantlay's due. I think this is a right course for his type of game, too. Love all Spenny's picks. 
Spenny's very good at these too. Like he'll he'll hit. What do you think? Like well, this, I think this is going to win. He's risking twenty five hundred bucks. So big big Kahuna's. He obviously has uh, some confidence in this. So what does that pay? What what are the odds? What is that? That's like uh, thirty to one. It's uh, two thousand something yeah. to sixty. So about thirty to one. Yeah, not bad. It's hard to win thirty to one bet these days. I I absolutely love his picks. Yeah, stick around, everybody. I got the. An ice cold six pack for you. We got a couple DFS lineups for uh, the Players Championship. Interesting tournament too, Gabe. I've had like Sergio Garcia there before. I remember I was covering the Stanley Cup Finals at MSG, and that guy, oh Sergio, just put three in the water. Boom, he was going to win the tournament. Uh, th- things can happen at the 17th hole in this course, and I'll tell you, if the winds pick up, oh my God, it's going to get crazy. But uh, Siwoo si Kim is the defending champion of this tournament. He ran away with it last year. It was actually one of the craziest, craziest weeks. Like nobody was even close to him but uh we'll see man i really uh i think justin thomas is going to be my top pick out of chalk 16 to 1 i don't know what the hell is going on here with this stupid sports book which book uh bet 365 it won't let me parlay anything right now really like yeah it usually goes to like the parlay like right away yeah i don't know what the hell is going on here so you on the golf section yeah and it, it won't come up like in a parlay uh, so what's it for to make the cut betting yeah uh balls in water yeah to, 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 to miss cut to make cut. Here I know, I know, but I got to log out and log in. I don't know what the hell's going on here, man. <laughs> like, I'm really, like, dude. Uh, like, not, not today. No, not, like, not it's today. just, you know, I'm really about to snap. As you stated, uh, an ex-girlfriend coming here might be a... Uh, oh, oh, I could see... A blessing or the, the nail. You know what? I'm going to look at it from the positive side. I think all that inner tension and frustration that you've had with Apple chords, your damn guitar strings and all that stuff can be alleviated with a nice visit. I'm on your side tonight, buddy. <laughs> Get it done, Marenzi! <laughs> I have a feeling you're... Like, I'm going to come, stupid I'm gonna come in tomorrow. Book. Hi, welcome to Sports Happiness. I'm Gabe Marenzi. What a night I had last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Sports Glee. <laughs> I said expectations low in life. Yeah, you know what? Actually, lowered expectations is a great way to feel happy. Lowered expectations. <laughs> I don't like that sound. <laughs> what happened? Are we dropped? Or, uh, what's going on there with that sound effect? What does it mean? Is it letting you parlay now? No, this uh, sound effect uh, was a, a Facebook message. Ooh, wow. You're on Facebook, too? And Twitter? Yeah, this is from the club in St. John that we're playing. Interesting. What are they saying? It says, uh, as always, the house does never touches any of your hard-earned money, but you will need somebody to work the door. How the hell am I going to get someone to work the door? I'm not from there. What? Uh, they're making... So let me get this straight. Fans are welcome to crash at the studio. Bring sleeping bags. <laughs> what the hell's going on here? I like this. We're big rock stars. I like this at the bottom. Clean sleeping bags will be provided to the guys in homicide. <laughs> clean, clean sleeping bags. That's our, you know, most bands like hotel. No, homicide. Promise. Clean sleeping bags. Will it be clean? <laughs> 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, level two. Game Time Decisions Radio. Red Heat and Rage. Lou, Gamblue.com will step up and in. Do we have Lou right now? Is Lou here? I'm going to give Lou a lot of love on the show. Lou Grant. <laughs> Lou Grant. Mary Tyler Moore's boss? Yeah. And Lou Grant. The thing is, like, Lou, <laughs> Lou, like, could be sort of a surly dude, but he's not. That's the thing. Like me and Lou kind of like we look similar. Yeah, you do. He's like a small, uh, smiling bald guy. Yeah. And his I'm face like, is uh, a, his face is a little bit redder though. He's like, uh, yeah, you're more dark uh, tanned, and Lou's a little more red like me. I'm like one of these people that looks angry even when I'm not angry. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, Lou. Did Lou has that look though? Like he could. Uh, I'll tell you, man. Lou was knocking him down with the with the hockey. We got to give him a lot of respect. Like he went, he did contrarian. He said Boston was going to run out of gas. And hey, Tampa Bay ran away with it. Lou's he said the caps. Like, so we'll see who he likes in this upcoming Damn series. right. I'm listening to Lou. UFC as well. And uh, don't forget, we told you right here on this radio show uh, a couple of nights ago that the Washington Capitals would eliminate the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm telling you, man, this Capital team is different. After they went down 0-2, to the Columbus Blue Jackets, like they did something that the the Raptors couldn't do. Yeah, they the opposite. Fine heart. Like I said, basically the Toronto Raptors, Kyle Lowry, Demar Derozan, they have less heart than Swedish dudes, Swedish and Russians. R- remember too when Washington. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. I'm just kidding. No, oh, Washington oh. lost on their home on their home yeah, ice yeah. too. So they dig deep. They had to go into Columbus, a very dangerous place. Holby. Ding 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 ding. Holby is Holby. possessed. Holby he was is a big possessed. difference maker. Let's bring yes. in our difference maker. Lou, Lou is a difference maker. Gamblue.com. What's up, Lou? Not too much, guys. It's uh, it's getting hot in Phoenix, and uh, it's getting awful hot on the ice. What are you, a Nelly fan? <laughs> it's getting hot in here. Lou's taking off his clothes. He's giving us some pics. I met Nelly. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Was Nelly nice? Yeah. I, I, know what I, yeah. I, I had a buddy who actually met Nelly, too, said surprisingly very friendly. You know what? I was in Houston at a, at a party, uh, Super Bowl. And I was pretty wasted, and I actually bumped into Nelly, yep. and his big goon squad were all pissed off. Yeah. Yo, yo, yo! And Nelly was like, no, it's good, yeah, man, it's, it's good. good. <laughs> I was like, hey, what's up, Nelly? <laughs> yeah, that was my meeting Nelly. That's yeah, my Nelly. At least he was nice. Yeah, I didn't hang with Nelly, all right? But uh, it's getting hot in here. All right, Lou, so Winnipeg Jets and the Nashville Predators, uh, they play uh, tomorrow night. Giving, uh, giving the guys a couple of days to get ready for a big game. I don't have a problem with it. Line movement. So uh, Nashville are now minus 160. Home ice favorites. Totals five and a half. And Lou, you don't like to just bet underdogs uh, in UFC octagons, but you like to bet them on NHL rinks as well. What do you think of this game right now? Nashville and Winnipeg game seven. 
I think it's going to be one heck of a game. I think that this is a game that when you look at it, I think the sentiment of the people that are passionate about hockey, they all want Winnipeg to win. Um, I just don't think that I don't, I think that Nashville worked hard towards the end of the season to get home ice. Home ice doesn't mean much so, so far in the first two rounds of these playoffs. This game comes down to whether Rinier can flip the switch and take his 9.07 average and convert it into another shutout or another outstanding performance, only this time at home against the Winnipeg Jets. Lou, I'm going to tell you, and you said it, the road teams in hockey, first you get a price. And, and think about this from Winnipeg's perspective. They got millions of people on the street. Like the whole city's on the street. The whole place is a whiteout. They're freaking out. Like they got the best fans in the business. They come out ice cold, boom, Nashville scores. The same thing, Winnipeg. They go into Nashville. They're all fired up because they've been close before. Boom, the away, the away team gets it done. That's the thing. I'm thinking about, I'm not just going to ask your opinion, on a first period play, maybe with the underdog there because home teams kind of get the jitters at home before like the five or six minute mark and the visitors tend to score that first goal what do you think it Lou yeah I, I don't know uh, I, I will say this what I do agree with you is that the first goal it, it, there's a, there's a lot of strong statistics for the first goal and I think Nashville can still compete if Winnipeg scores the first goal but if Nashville scores the first goal this this thing could get out of hand I know you're on Winnipeg, and I'm, I, I'm trying to look at it as clinically as I can. I also must disclose that I have futures positions on Nashville. And so it, it's, it's probably going to be a game that if I had no futures positions on, would I maybe take a little sniff of Winnipeg on the road under the current uh, 31, the, the, uh, under the current uh, standings, home teams, are 31 and 34 in this year's playoffs. So the road teams prevail. So uh, without the future wagers on Nashville, would I be inclined to take Winnipeg? Yes, because I like them, and I want to see a Canadian team in there as well. However, my head tells me, sit back, let your futures ride, and let Nashville do what they've got to do. Know what, Marenzi? After the Raptors' futures, we basically like lit them on fire. If Winnipeg loses that game, I forget about the negative credits to the account. So anyway, I got I need the Jets. <laughs> I thought Nashville, Nashville are great. The last I thought game. Nashville were done a couple of nights ago. They, Winnipeg just looked bigger, faster, yeah. stronger. The magic of their home fans and the whiteout and just the rabidness of it all. But Nashville played a perfect road game. It's almost like coming down off of uh, sugar or cocaine. Um, <laughs> And that's when I look at Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah, the, like I didn't the see. High. I talked about it yesterday, Lou, and I told Cam that yesterday too. When I saw Winnipeg, they weren't like you know we're good, you know like hey it's going to be good. We got Game Seven, it's fine. They sort of had that sort of loss, like confused, glazed look in their eyes. Like what the hell just happened? I think they were convinced they were yeah. going to win at home. And even Maurice in, his said, press caught up. Maurice in his press conference is usually like really sly, and he has that kind of sense of humor with the media. Even he was rattled at the end of the game. Like their power play sucked in that game. They didn't even get shots on goal. Nashville played the perfect game, and they have the guys to do it. It's they very scary. They have the experience. They do. They won seven games in the Stanley Cup final last year. I think Nashville win uh, tomorrow night. So, Lou, right now we're looking at the Stanley Cup uh, playoff uh, futures. 
and um, Cam, uh, the Lightning are plus 280 to win the Stanley Cup yep. right now. The uh, the Golden Knights are plus 325. Oh, my God. They're, they're back. The Capitals are plus 333. Preds plus 400. Jets plus 460. What do you think happens next to the Vegas Golden Knights, Lou? Does it matter? Do you think, okay, like they could beat Winnipeg, but they wouldn't beat Nashville or vice versa? Or do you think Nash? Do you think Vegas wins either way, loses either way, or has a better chance against one or the other? What's your take on Vegas? Vegas is Vegas is bigger fans of the Winnipeg Jets tonight than the people in Winnipeg. Vegas needs to play Winnipeg because then you have basically two teams that are almost mirror images of one another. Uh, flurry save percentage. 951 with a 153 goal against. Hellebrook, 922 save percentage, 2.36. So we got solid goaltenders. We have totally underrated defenses on both teams. And when both of these teams entered the cup race, the tournament, there were some questions on their defense. Both defenses have proven to be no name and totally solid. Offensively, they're fast, furious, and maybe Nashville a little bit, a little bit bigger. Uh, excuse me, Winnipeg a little bit bigger. But Vegas and Winnipeg are mirror images of each other the way they play. They have great coaching, and they both have a vast lack of playoff experience. And I see that. I see that if they play as pretty close to a pick, maybe Winnipeg comes minus one twenty. Uh, Las Vegas does not want to play Nashville, especially if Nashville does what it takes to get by Winnipeg tomorrow. They will really hold advantage uh, over Vegas, and I think they still only come maybe 145. Let's not think that Vegas is in over their skis here because they have the best goaltender in the playoffs so far between the pipes. But with that said, in the last couple years that Pittsburgh's won that cup, they've done it with Flurry and Murray. Neither one of those two guys has gone a full 16 games on their own, and so I still have a touch of reservation about the flower. The difference is, though, guys, Pekka Rene's been pulled three times in this series, and he's bounced back. Marc-Andre Fleury is playing better. Like, the saves he's making, Lou, like diving across over, like, that's the thing. Marantz, you played goal before. When a goaltender's in a zone... No other sport matters. You can outshoot them 45-6 to six and lose a game. Marc-Andre Fleury has that look in his eye that he's seeing the, the it's a beach ball to him now. He is in the zone. And no offense to Hellebuck, Fleury's playing way better than him. He And if he rides that, Vegas won't be able to be stopped. One thing I thought would Vegas, a disadvantage for Vegas would happen once the playoffs arrived, that they'd sort of get beat up a little bit. Yeah, they're tough. They'd get, they'd get yeah. a little worn out, but they're not. They're not really small guys. They're not. Puck's a big guy. Yeah, they their defense. They dudes. got Engelin. They got some mean guys on their team. And another thing is, they're taking care of business so quickly in these series. Is fresh. They're not getting beat fresh. up. Like how many games have they played? Exactly. The mid, almost the minimums. Yeah, you know, so they, they swept they play, the Kings and they beat the Sharks in five. Yeah, was nine. it six or five? Not five. Nine. Yeah, so nine games. Oh, no, six. It was six. six. No, Sorry, ten. 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 So, yeah. yeah, you're right. Ten. ten yeah, games. but even, you know, they didn't go back and forth that much. Another thing is with your Vegas, too, guys, uh, they, they're they in Las Vegas. They played the Los Angeles Kings. That's the thing. Look at the travel. Minimum travel. Oh, they had to go to San Jose. Ooh, boo. Ooh, how top long, of top of the, how yeah. long that take? 52 minutes on your charter? <laughs> I know. If that, you know, 38 minutes. Great points. And they haven't been physically really beat up, so they are going to be a fresh team coming in here. They're the real deal. It's amazing. An expansion team. 
And then that's the nightmare for Cornegay. And that's the nightmare for Tony Miller and everyone else. Didn't they open up at some books 500 to 1? 500 to 1. Yeah. And there's guys with those novelty tickets, Lou, like, you know, hey, it's the inaugural year. I'm going to put 20 bucks on Vegas for fun or 100 bucks on Vegas for fun. Rich guy go, maybe 1,000. What about the guy who owns the D? Stevens. He probably has huge futures on these. Vegas is going to get rocked. It's going to be in a real nice head situation if you got 500 to 1 in your pocket. Oh, my God. This thing's wide open. I don't have... I don't have 500 to one in my pocket, but I do have a, 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 a ticket that I thought would, you know, end up going up on some scrap board, but I'm going to cash it if Vegas happens to make it way through. So you play, wow. you were one of the people. You played a novelty uh, future on <laughs> Vegas, huh? Yeah, but it, it, honestly, it wasn't until maybe mid-December, so I, had, I, I didn't get anywhere near five. I didn't even get 100. I, I think I got – I'll have to look at the ticket, but I – it might be 30 or 33 or something like that, but hell, right Still. now looking at it, it's better than anything else I got. <laughs> better than anything else we got, Lou. I can tell you that. We want that ticket. That's amazing. Well, what I, do you think? I'm, I'm pretty deep. I'm pretty deep on Nashville. I, I played Nashville all season long early, and uh, I believed in them. I loved the moves they made at the end. I knew the risk was Rene, and the risk is Rene. And in Rene's three wins, 1.46 and 957 goal against. In his three losses, 5.78 goals allowed, 8.35. So uh, he's schizophrenic. Which which Pecorini are we going to get tomorrow night? All right, Lou. Let's yeah. talk some UFC. UFC uh, going to Brazil uh, right now. Amanda Nunez is a ten to one favorite against Raquel. I see it just went up. I was I was looking at it, Gabe. It was minus one thousand. Now it's minus eleven hundred. Just up. Like that's that's a big favorite right there. Big ass number. What's your take, uh, Lou? Um, my take is that well, I'll probably have some kind of milk money bet on Pennington just because that price is so stupid. Uh, but my take is is that the goal here is twofold continued frenzy and fervor outside of the United States for the UFC and their most important market, Brazil, by featuring local Brazilian talent, A. B, highlighting Amanda Nunes and setting up a super fight between the only two Brazilian champions active right now in the UFC or or the only active Brazilians that hold a championship in the UFC, Cyborg and Nunes. This is this is a purely set up fight designed to make Nunez look like she can face uh, Cyborg. Gabe, when was the last time we were in Vegas and we watched Leoto, Leota Machida? That was over a decade ago. Like look look at the veteran fight there. You got Machida and Belfort. That's some two guys that have been there, done that, man. That's wild. Yeah, Le- Leota Machida. I've seen better days, Gabe. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. I remember we were there. We were there. Watched two of his fights. He, he oh man, it was amazing. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, People were saying at the time, nobody's ever going to beat this guy. That's He's right. going to be the champion forever. Yeah, and uh, here he is now, thirty-nine years old, uh, still fighting. It's so, um, should be a fun card, though. So we got Gastelum and Jacare, Jacare Souza minus one forty-five, minus one fifty against Gastelum uh, here. Lou, what's your take on this fight? My take is that the wrong man is favored, and while I respect Souza tremendously. Um, this fight, to me, is about age and style. And Susan's 12 years older. He's 38, 39 years old. And while he's crafty, 
smart, intelligent, has high IQ. He's a BJJ specialist, so he's got a class, and he's got to get it on the ground. Uh, it works in his favor that he's the bigger man than Gastelum, but Gastelum is going to be lightning fast, much too quick, and will be using precision shots on Jakare. Uh, not only do I really like Gastelum here, but I, I'm not looking at what's the over-under. This, this fight, no way this fight goes over unless they got it tagged at one and a half, but this is an under fight. Total rounds. Total rounds, one and a half, minus 170 to the Ooh. over. Under minus yeah. one and a half rounds, plus 140. Value. Yeah, I like that under, and I'll tell you why. Because Gastelum knows that he's got to use movement, quick, uh, speed, quickness, uh, and and stay away. And Jakare, I think, will be somewhat guarded at first. But if he wants to win a fight and all these old guys, even Loyola, like Loyola Machida thinks that if he wins a fight, he's going to get a title shot. These guys are delusional. Uh, I just think that Gastelum's going to touch him up. Hang in there, Lou. We're going to take a really, really quick uh, break. So fast, you won't even be able to go to the bathroom. (laughs) We'll be right back with Gamblu. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. With Lou. Lou. Com. Talking UFC and NHL. It's all Lou cares about. And NFL football, of course. Yes. Lou makes a lot of money in these uh, arenas there, Gabe. You know what? Stick to what, whatever makes you the money should be your focus. That's what Joey Odessa told me. Marenzi, you should only bet on football. And he goes, I see your picks. You should only bet on, on football. football and fighting. You'd be rich. <laughs> It's sure. hard not to, to, to sprinkle, though. Dude, the NBA. It's like betting on the WWE. I don't know what I do this to myself. I, I, yeah. I then, really you get, then you get me with horses in there, too, and it gets real dangerous. And then you want to go broke buy a horse. Yeah. But, oh, uh, that's, great point. Great point. We're broke. Never buy a horse, Lou. Nope. Never buy a horse. Horse ownerships for the birds. When I was in high school, my dad bought a couple quarter horses, and believe me, I learned firsthand that the horse business is, a, is quicksand. Yeah, and that's a quarter horse, too. Like, it's unbelievable, Brancy. It's unbelievable. We're getting fleeced on a regular day. Lou, I talked to someone today that invested yeah. 
and invested in a $100,000 horse at Saratoga. Oh, that's a horse. Yeah, he told me he's running at $5,000 claimers right now. Seriously? Yeah. Is that Bovey? Yeah. Oh, made, my God. Had a horse made $826 the other night. 800 and he's in for a, well, how he much? He finished in fourth place in a race. He got 826 It's a $100,000 horse. Oh, my God. Well, look at the, look he's, at the he's good listed, news. All he has to do is. He's listed at twelve five, and he's racing yeah. in like us. Like he basically, oh, yeah, he's, like, he's, he's racing he, against five thousand dollars. He has, yeah, he has to get dropped, and he still doesn't win. It sounds like Bo, a horse. Bodie said the horse, he, horse he always had money he only to, until to, he bought it. He only has to win about hundred and twelve more races to break <laughs> break a profit for those. Guys. Exactly. Sometimes you got to cut your losses. Yeah, we're, we're cutting our losses, Lou. Like I said, we're done. Like I said earlier to uh, to somebody, and it's true. The only people that ever will not tell you the horse racing business blows or people already in the horse racing business the one your money. Or, or get paid by the horse racing industry. Yeah, exactly. Well, those are people in the horse racing <laughs> yes, industry. That's right. <laughs> Thanks for the addition, Cap. <laughs> <laughs> or people. That's what I just said. No, people, no, no. Because I know a guy from Woodbine. He's only because I, I ripped off. Oh, no, no, no. No, here's the thing. This is that. what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. Just sorry, Lou, before we get to it. A guy from Woodbine I met, he heard my story on the other radio station that I do, and he's like, Cam, Cam, don't be so hard on the horse racing industry. I go, well, you've never owned a horse before, buddy, and you never got smoked. Stable fees, this and that. That's what I'm saying. He was no. he was mad that I was ripping the horse no. industry. I encourage people to bet on horse racing. It's a good time, and you can make money. Yeah. What I am saying is do not buy a oh, horse. True. Do not own a horse, unless you're like the head of the United Arab, uh, Arab Yeah, uh, how their horse do, too. Mendelssohn, you stink. Yeah, but they can afford it. Magnum Moon, blue. They, they can afford it. Yeah, right, that's, let's the talk. Key point, that, that's the key point right there, expendable income. If you're if you're investing in the, ho- in the horse business and you're looking for a return, you, you, I'd, I'd rather you play Russian roulette on the deer hunter. They, well, that's crazy. <laughs> a sheet from Saudi Arabia, Arabia can throw a couple million away and not worry about it, but I know I could. We thought we were going to make money, Lou. <laughs> yeah, well, so does everybody at the beginning. My dad told, told me a story. There was yeah, an Armenian uh... guy. There, let me just finish the story. There's an Armenian guy that had uh, a bunch of experience in the wine business, and there was an Italian he met, and this guy had a bunch of money. So the Armenian decided to team up with the Italian, and pretty soon after six months, the Armenian had all the money, and the Italian had all the experience. <laughs> I don't know I took us on a tangent there, but uh, the bottom line is keep yeah. with what you know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like uh, basically like we might as well just walked into like, uh, you know, giving our money to a carny. You know yeah, I mean? no, honestly, we like should just like what, throw our wallets on the you table. Have any, Take you, it. You have any ocean? You're in real estate, Lou. Do you have any uh, oceanfront property in Arizona for sale? Me and Cam will buy it right now. <laughs> well, I I don't I won't find you some oceanfront, but I'll find something that's got some humidity close to it for you. <laughs> so you know what we we've, we've been three weeks without fights. I'm not used to talking about fight cards with you guys. We haven't had a card in a month. And I'm thrown off. All right, so let's just jump back in. So you like Gastelum as an upset here. We got Mackenzie Dern and Amanda Cooper. We got John Lineker. Uh, John Lineker is also a 2-45 favorite. 
Leota Machida, very big favorite. Minus 275. Against Vidor Belfort. Uh, we can't hit every fight. We can't keep you all day here, Lou, so let's blast through the card. Out of these fights I just mentioned, any any interest in the uh, the Cooper-Dern fight? Any interest in the Lineker fight? And then let's get into Leota Machida and talk about Belfort a bit. I like how wrestlers match up with Brazilians. I like... I'm looking close at Kelleher. I'm looking close at, even though this isn't a Brazilian, I'm looking close at Bonelic against Albini. I'm looking at Ferreira against Carl Robinson, uh, a hometown kind of a Brazilian that can take it to the floor. I'm kind of finding a theme for the floor except for one fight. Dern Cooper. Dynamic dog of the day, Amanda Cooper understands completely that she has to keep this up. She's been working since her last fight on her takedown defense because she's very weak, and if this hits the floor, she will get submitted. But Mackenzie Dern does not spend time in the gym. She's a savanted Brazilian jiu-jitsu. She relies on her God-given ability and her competitive nature when the lights go on, but she does not go to the gym. Cooper's going to beat her. Cooper's a nice price too. Oh, you sold me. Uh, yeah, you honestly, Lou, sold. If that's your, if that's, that's what one, you'd walk into and with a real estate meeting, you're selling a lot of homes because that's a great pitch. Well, well, I'm a, actually I'm a commercial realtor, so I wouldn't. I, I, homes would be out of my out of my league. But I I will say, you know, if you if you've read some of the news recently, Dern was asked to leave the MMA lab. She now is training for this fight that's going to be in Brazil and very important to her somewhere else. So uh, I've also been in a privileged position to, tr to be spoon-fed MMA knowledge by many of the professionals up at the MMA lab, and you know I hang around there, so I've watched a lot of rounds. I'm very confident that this Cooper at plus 200 is going to – has a good shot of, of just completely beating the shit out of – uh, Mackenzie Dern on the feet. I like it. I like to convince. I'm all in now. I am all in. I'm, I'm jumping in. <laughs> yes. He's jumping in. He's jumping in. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm jumping Plus in. Plus 205. All right. Uh, I like the inside knowledge that Lou just I, shared I, uh, there I like as Lou's well. Bluntness, too. In other words, uh, the gyms, the, the gym she used to fight at saying she's going to get killed yeah. and she doesn't work hard enough. Yes, exactly. So I won't read between the lines on that one. Leota Machida and Vitor Belfort. Are you surprised by the uh, the odds here, Lou, uh, that, uh, that uh, the Dragon is such a big favorite? I am surprised by the odds. And I look at this fight just like I look at any kind of a Cubs-Cardinals series or a Red Sox-Yankees series. Do yourself a favor. Just take the underdog. Why think? There's no handicapping in that. When the Cubs and the Cardinals play, take the dog for the series. You're going to win more, more than half the time. Same thing with Boston and the Yankees. And these two guys here, how, how do you handicap this? These are two old guys. And if Vitor spins a kick and hits Loyota in the teeth, Loyota will be out until next Tuesday. Yeah, I don't. I don't really yeah, understand. Machida, why, that's, why he should be a almost favorite. a three to one favorite. That's nuts. <laughs> you know, of course, Machida's coming off the win against Eric Anders. That's why a younger, up and coming fighter, yeah. former uh, Alabama uh, linebacker, actually, yes. Eric Anders. Um, before that, he lost to Luke Rockhold, Luke Rockhold, Yoel Romero, Derek Brunson. He beats Eric Anders. Vitor Belfort is coming off a win against Nate Marquardt, a no contest. 
um, against uh, Gastelum, and then he lost to Musasi and Souza. Yeah, I'm with you, Lou. It's almost like the old theory when you talk about UFC heavyweights. If you can make an argument for the dog, you do it. You sort of hit a sore spot, though, only because I did take the Red Sox last night blindly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because they were like plus well, 190, but, no, plus 200. You're still alive in the series. You're still alive yeah. in the series. Now, I know you didn't take the series, but there's still a couple more games. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> hey, 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 Lou, at least, see, at least you didn't take Baltimore last night. We were on them. They were down 10 nothing after the first inning. Uh, rip, rip, rip. Like, that was brutal. What about uh, Cesar I don't, Ferreira? Uh, I don't even bet. You know, to me, uh, when, when there's white-knuckle playoff hockey, you, that's that's so much gambling integrity. I don't know why you would go to a regular season baseball game in Toronto or Baltimore and consider betting that when you have the integrity of playoff anything. And so I don't I don't work baskets, but I I prefer to bet on playoff anything as opposed to regular season anything. You met us, Lou. We like to we like to dip in all our our toes in many lakes. We're degenerates. Yeah, we're, you guys <laughs> that's, are that's another word, man. I consider you Renaissance men. That's yeah. a very we're, kind yeah, word. Th- thanks, Lou. We're, we're not. <laughs> very, we're the opposite of Renaissance men. Very very kind. <laughs> Lou's the best. Thank you, Lou. You made me feel better about very very kind. Uh, right there. Well, I didn't want to say Neolithic man, so I thought I'd use Renaissance. Sounds better. All right, so what do you what do you make of um, the mutant here, Caesar Ferreira, against uh, Kyle uh, Roberson uh, in this fight, uh, Lou? Yeah, Roberson's a dangerous looking dude, long, strong, quick, kickboxing background. Uh, that said, he's the one shipping down to Brazil, going to have to worry about weight, everything else. They're betting him a little bit, uh, and I know Ferreira. Uh, you know, if you sneeze on the guy, he could go. And so that's why I think there's some hesitation here, uh, or at least that's why I think that there's been a little bit movement on Robertson. Uh, but I like the home team guy here to get this to the ground. If he gets Robertson to the ground, he'll win the fight. I think, you know, it's a step up in class, as you stated. you got a 6-0 fighter from Jersey going to Brazil, first experience in this atmosphere. The mutant, as you stated, yeah, he's been caught. But, um, look, he went the distance with Elias Theodoro. He ate some shots in that fight. There's no shame in getting knocked out by Masvidal and Alvi. But it does seem when he loses, he does get knocked out. There's, there's no disputing of that. But big step up in class for Roberson here. I think it is, and I, and I like the whole, you know, the, again, we're, the, 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 I believe that the, the goal of much of this card is to promote the UFC in Brazil by promoting regional fighters, and Ferreira surely fits that bill. All right, the mutant. Uh, you mentioned uh, old Nil Nick. Uh, we got Nick Hine, uh, my boy Nick Hine. Nick uh, Hine. I say my boy Nick Hine because he follows me on Twitter. Nice. <laughs> His yeah, manager no, does as well. I'm he's glad you picked that one out. He's a cop yeah, in he, Germany. So Tough guy. He's a co- cop in Germany. All right. He opens 185, and money flows on Ramos like they got Sunday's sports page, okay? Now Ramos is minus 140. So there's value on Hein. He's a wrestling-based fighter that, again, kryptonite to the BJJ is a world-class wrestler. Not only is Hein world-class wrestler, he's a cop. So he ain't drinking and spending his nights out late. He's in the gym working. I love Nick Hine here. 
He's a special forces cop. So, oh, so yeah, he's so he's not he, giving tickets. No, no, no. He, he's, he's not a meter maid. No, this yeah, guy, this saying, guy yeah. can put people in pretzels. Nick, Nick Hines yeah. out in Dusseldorf yeah. right now, stopping yeah. someone on a bicycle. Excuse me, you go too fast. <laughs> yeah, like he's like a special forces, yeah. um, like uh, counter terrorism yeah. guy. Yeah, he's a re- he's real. He's yeah, yeah. real. T- tough, yeah, tough little dude. Tough little fire hydrant. Now, Ramos is going to be long and angular, and Hines going to have to get inside. But again, I think the wrestler is going to be able to grip him, throw him down onto the dirt, and make this thing an ugly maul on the floor. What do you think of the early fights uh, here with Hermanson yeah. and uh, Thalas Ladies? Uh, that's pretty early on the card. And uh, Worley Alves, a big favorite. Is he worthy of Elena Price? What do you make of those fights? I'd like Hermanson a little bit against Lighties. I know that the, the he opened 210, and it's now slid down, so there's a little value on Hermanson. I do get that Lighties is a little underrated, a little more steady, and Hermanson seems to have some trouble if a guy just doesn't want to stand there and strike with him, and Lighties is sure going to want to get inside and, and, and nullify uh, Hermanson's reach. Uh, but I do lean Hermanson a little bit basically off that last embarrassing loss. And I do uh, am going to be looking at Eliev a little bit against Worley Alves. Uh, Worley doesn't like to get pressed. He doesn't like to get wrestled, and he doesn't like to get backed up. And uh, Barbarina was able to do that to him, as was, uh, who, was, did he fight, was it Covington or Usman? Yeah, I think it was Usman that beat him as well. I see Aliyev is employing the exact same strategy on Worley Alves as those other two men. I, you know, I was wondering, yeah. I look at that too, and I was like, man, the line's a little high in that fight. And one thing we'll note too, guys, the, you, you would figure, listen, you know, it used to be dominant that the Brazilians would yeah. always win at home. And yep. it started to even out because they ran out of top Brazilian guys and it was just sort of average guys. And the fans are nuts. They they chant in Portuguese, you will die. Yeah. You will die and stuff. So it is hostile in yeah. the arena, but it's not really hostile because you don't even know what they're saying. So it's, you're not intimidated because they don't, you know, that's what a lot of fighters say. They're like, yeah. it was an intimidator. They're like, not really. I don't really understand what they're yelling at me. Right? So, but one thing I was going to say, the Brazilian judges, okay? Shady? No. Clean? Yes. Wow. They, they I'm telling you. Way shadier in New York or Jersey. Yeah. Like, uh, the Brazilian judges will not just automatically give the Brazilian the it's win. It's a respect for the sport, maybe. It's, I think it's one it of those is. things that they take personal pride in and they don't want to screw somebody. I think it is. I don't remember, Lou. Remember, like, Machida lost a big fight on a decision to Rashad Evans, actually, in Brazil. And I even thought no, Leona won. That's a great observation. And it's based on the fact that I think much of MMA – uh, it, it really derives its differences from the slimy sport of boxing by what it received in Brazil. Honor, respect for your opponent. Yeah. And I think, yeah, Brazil I, I think is the, almost like, they're, they're like, you know what? We're not giving you a free pass because you're Brazilian. You should no, have done better. Exactly. You know I mean? like, that's the way they look at it. I like that. You're right, Lou. It's an honor yeah, thing. I, like, I, you're right I too, agree Ken. with that. I Hello? Hello? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm here. Oh, there you are. There you are, Lou. Oh, no, sorry. I thought we lost you. Yeah, there you are, Lou. <laughs> no, I, I, I totally agree with that statement. I, I love the, I really love the class, mutual respect, 
and overall honor that is present in MMA. And even a jack-off like Colby Covington, you watch him get in a good fight, and if he steps in with Usman, after Usman kicks his ass, those two guys will be hugging and kissing. There's a respect that's earned in that cage that I will never know because I ain't ever going to step into no cage. Lou. Yeah. Gamblue.com. Step into Lou's website. Follow him on Twitter, at Gamblue. He knows fighting. He knows hockey. Lou, always a pleasure. Take it easy, Lou. Thanks again, guys. Sure appreciate it. Gamblue. We got some uh, baseball picks, basketball picks, some DFS, and much more. Coming up next. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to Red Heat and Rage. Thanks to Gamblu for coming on the show. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Gamblu knocking them down in the National Hockey League and lots of pooches in the MMA card in Brazil this week. Morenci, I'm telling you, if we listen to Gamblu, he said some things that the last time we were on, I'm like, eh, I don't know. Boston could beat Tampa Bay. And then he said Washington was going to beat Pittsburgh. A lot of Gamblu's prophecies come true. I like Lou, uh, I like Lou saying... Um with everything that's going on with all the playoffs, why would you be betting on a uh, Baltimore Oriole baseball game? Because that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the difference. Lose normal. We're not. We, we do dumb stuff. I'm going back to Baltimore tonight. <laughs> I'm, almost, I'm almost embarrassed to tell you, but, hey, I don't have to eat a milk bone. Cincinnati won last night. I went. I, I, the Reds actually got yeah, it. Yeah, I thought I was wondering about that. I was like, did Cam say he was going to eat like my stale lettuce? Yeah, I was actually going to drink that. That KFC gravy's been in there for a while, but I, it looked like it's got something on the top. So I don't. Want, I don't. I don't want to do something where I'm going to actually like die or get food poisoning. But you know, I've ate a milk bone on TV before. It's not that bad. Yeah, Tastes that, like a dry cookie. That KFC gravy's been here since uh, Taylor and oh, Sonny. It's got there. a nice film at the top. Yeah, it's just kind of. Like, it's, it's, it's just kind of. It's the box of fries. Too, oh, the box of fries. Yeah, you got to clean out that fridge. <laughs> we left some stuff in there. Yeah, so uh, anyway, I'm going. You know uh, yeah. I'm going. It's it's uh, Cashner on the hill tonight. And Orioles, baby. As suicidal as this is, he's going to be my DK pitcher, one of them. I like it. I, 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 no, he's going to shut KC down. Dude, that was a miracle last night. Then what did they score? 15 runs? I don't even know. I gave up. Yeah, it was 15-7. Baltimore actually scored for seven exactly. runs. No, they scored it's gonna four, continue. four in the eight. Yeah, it's going to continue into today. And KC ain't going to score jack today. That's what's going to happen. And the Blue Jays got no hit last night. Hey, and tonight they're going to score like seven that's runs. That's what I'm runs. talking about. That's the Visine Vince 
throw it the other way play. Your team looks bad one night, you come back the other night. I'm telling you, too, I looked at the, the DraftKings lineup at the guys we have. Like Donaldson, Blue Jays are going to win. Donaldson tonight. is going to have a big night tonight. Yes, sir. And uh, he's in my DFS lineup. But I'll tell you one thing. I know it's only nine at-bats against LeBlanc, but two of them are home runs. I'm telling you, the Blue Jays are, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with Baltimore and Toronto and a sprinkle for our old boy Mark Lawrence. I think uh, Stratton might offer. The Philadelphia's won a couple games. You know what? San Francisco might be a play tonight, too. I'm not going to bet the whole board game, but three or four nice games in baseball. It's actually been a great start to the day for me, finally. I'm really grinding right now. I've had a horrible week, but I went 4-0 I went four and today in baseball. I took the Reds. Uh, did the White Sox win? Is that game a final? Because uh, I need the White Sox, and I need the Angels, too. So we're really... Uh, I'm on the grind, and that's the thing. Like, I used to pan. I'm, I wish I bet more units on these games now. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. But you know what I mean? If I can knock it down and then get uh, a little bit of play, things are going to go well. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Son of a bitch. The Pirates won 6-5. Oh, they did. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. No. You can't make this up. No, you can't. Poor Cam. The Pirates, they scored four runs no, in the ninth inning. No, they did it's unbelievable. You're winning 5-2 going into the ninth oh, inning. You lose 6-5. It's a $300 parlay, too, but I win the one parlay because I took Chicago plus one and a half and one. But, oh, my God. They, they were what, – what's going on? <laughs> You're right. I'm looking at it now. It almost doesn't seem real. They and scored, the Angels are winning 7 nothing. They scored four runs. In the ninth. In the ninth inning. The Pirates did. Yeah, this White Sox season total I took, thing. I took the – What a disgrace. Like, it looks so good, too. Oh, 61 and low, you know. I was, come on, man. What the hell is going on? Nothing's going well for the White Sox. His White Sox prospect, Jake Berger, tore his Achilles tendon for the second time. Wow. Nate Jones? One inning pinch, four, four earned runs. Oh, my God. What the hell are these guys doing, man? It's time for heads to roll. Hey, didn't you Don't bring- worry. It'll get easier for them this weekend. They're only they're playing the Cubs. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> White Sox at Cubs this weekend. Great. Yeah. They'll actually probably would know it. They'll probably scrap it out this weekend. Lose lose some heartbreakers. Can't believe that stupid baseball survivor pool. Are we gonna start up another one? Lasted two weeks. No, no, no. I'm not starting up another one. No? No, my next pool will be uh the World Cup of Soccer. Really? Oh, yes, yes. We got to First of all, great calls. World Cup of Soccer is coming up soon. I think we should do some Canadian Football League pools, ease us into the season, and then for the NFL, we'll just blow it up. I have had an annual Canadian Football League Fantasy League Ooh. run by a DSN and Moors. Yeah, Moors, the suit people. I went in there for a suit. Couldn't get my size. I'll give, Custom them, made. I'll nah. give them credit only because it really was like the worst run fantasy site like in the history of the world. <laughs> I'll give them credit. It's like Warren Moon was still listed as a quarterback. Like, you know, you look at, like, quarterback listings and and have, like, 22 quarterbacks. Like, this guy's not even on the team anymore. It was, like, so, you know, it was just so outdated and weak. Last year, I'll give them credit. They actually modernized. They they fixed it up? Yeah, yeah. They modernized their website. Of course, CFL football is on DraftKings. That's going to be amazing. We're going to have wicked line. We love the CFL. basically... If we don't, we should probably just uh, probably retire. Like if like if we can't bring any sort of CFL, DFS winners to the table, then it's time to hang up the ear headphones, <laughs> turn off the mic. Then we're just an embarrassment to yeah. this radio well, we, station. Right, we watch a lot of Canadian football league. We're gonna have, we're gonna have some good fantasy lineups, buddy. But don't know what the thing is. Though. Will we? Yeah, we will. But you bring up a good point though. Just because we watch all the games, there's some shark out there that's probably never seen a CFL game. We'll just Find these numbers and just find a way to get it done. 
the thing with the Canadian Football League is it's a week-to-week league. It is. Like, you can win by 24 and get blown out. The, you're right. It's very and, unpredictable. And there will be players who contribute in one week. And, you know, it's sort of like, oh, I guess you could say it's like the NBA where you'd be coach of the year and get fired. Yeah. But I've always joked about the Canadian Football League. You could be the CFL Player of the Week and get released the next it's week. It's true. There's a lot of turnover in the Canadian Football League. There just is. You know, there's the teams... You know, it's it's teams will release three receivers at once. You know what I mean? We don't like any of you. We're yeah, starting yeah. over. Exactly. Like, hey, well, there's a lot of turnover. And another thing is, too, it's such a pass-happy league. Oh, it's going to be even more fun with June Jones and Sherman yeah, and all so these guys there. Wow. Each team really does. Like, you know, in the NFL, how many guys are really catching balls? Let's say maybe five max. You got your star guy. Yeah. You got your Julio Possession Jones. receiver. You got Sanu. Tight end. You got your tight end, Hooper. And, you know, you dude, Edmonton Eskimo game. Nine guys are going to catch passes. For sure. Right? Nine guys are going to catch passes. So you've got to identify. And also, who's going to get targeted a lot? The uh, Zeitstra guy on Edmonton. Oh, Zilstra. Zilstra. Yeah, he's, Zeitstra, a Zeitstra. That, he's a very, very solid. He gets a lot of targets. He's like the Cooper Cup of the, uh, of the Canadian Football League. He gets he targeted a lot. Over the years, Tasker used to get targeted a lot. Not as much. Nah, he's kind of he's wearing out right now. You know, it's it's hit or miss uh, the Canadian Football League. You really, but if you do your research and you're following each team, McDaniel on a daily basis, you know you can be successful uh, playing uh, CFL DFS. I can't wait for the start of the season, and uh, it's uh, it's a uh, little more than a month away right now. Yep, it's it's approaching What's really the date fast. Today? I'm bad with the dates. Today's May 9th. May 9th. Yeah, because down the street they were giving away $4 pizzas or whatever, and the the billboard said May 8th. So, yeah, today's May 9th. You can't believe that. Uh, You believe that? Last night I was pressed for time, and I'm like, man. Can I I guess guess what you did? Can I guess what you did? No, I went to the – I was going to go get a pizza until I saw there was 300 people in line. Yeah, want to know why? Because Pizza Nova was giving away three ninety nine pies $4. yesterday. Four ninety nine. Yeah, and Mrs. it's three ninety nine plus tax. Yeah, craziness. Yeah, whatever. It was for charity. I'd rather like not wait forever. They're actually pretty fast because they have a million of them made, right? They know. Yeah, they pre made. Yeah, they they they're no, ready you know what to I rock. Did? I went up there, and I told myself, "All right, I won't panic." I'll get in line. I won't. I gotta get a pizza. Yeah, so I, I, I won't, won't panic. I won't panic. I'll get in line. I'll get a five dollar and I'll support the charity here. And I'll get a five dollar pizza. I lasted like two point two seconds in yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. You're just. I was uh, like, yeah, it's too yeah. hot in here. Man. That's the thing. I'm like, I'm not standing here. You, they're standing. Yeah, they're standing in lines, and they're standing in line in Pizza Hut with those with those yeah, ovens going. Yeah. And you know me, Marenzi. I sweat in. I sweat in, in ice with, with igloos. I can't hang. I used to. I told you, I worked at Little Caesars as a kid. Like I, I uh, it freaking was, out. It was overwhelmed. Yep. The place was overwhelmed with people. So I ended up uh, eating uh, at the place next door. The falafel guy? Yeah, I had a... Uh, Ooh, I bet he's got some nice uh, euros there on the old spit. i got to tell you, it's two nights in a row. The other night, I had the fish and salad. From that place, too? No, I made oh. the fish and salad. Last night, I had uh, a, a chicken plate with rice and salad. Oh, it's delicious. Know what I like about them, too? Sometimes at those places, did you get the potato and rice? Did they give you double? Nah, they didn't. Uh, they didn't see, have that's the potatoes. A, when you got to go to the real... I like the soft, soft, those Greek potatoes they with the rice. They never the potatoes. Yeah, I love potatoes. <laughs> Hence my figure. 
<laughs> Potatoes. Very, very, very tasty. Right, Mark T's tuning in. Says Cambo, which regulates large MMA events in Brazil, was set up uh, for the ground up uh, with help from Zufa and Mark Ratner. Very well run commission. Yeah, their judges, you know, they, they do have honor at least. It is something to know. And it is something to think about because I'm sure a lot of people think if you're leaning, you know, you're looking at a UFC fight and you're thinking, well, they'll give the Brazilian the decision in Brazil, right? And you sort of, if you're betting from a hometown perspective, don't because they won't. Yep. Like they will in certain places. Texas, Texas, you're screwed. If you're fighting like an American and you're a Brazilian yep. or if you're European, you're not getting the call. Um, New York is pretty much the worst, actually. New York is just, they don't know what the hell they're doing. Uh, it's you know New Jersey's not that bad. Uh, Nevada's pretty bad. Nevada's shady. Nevada's hit or miss. I don't know if it's so much shade because honestly, Cam, no one's throwing these UFC events. Like I'm, 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 I'm talking about from a gambling perspective. I'm not saying that a fighter's never not won on purpose. Yeah. You know, wink, wink. But um, like when a on a prelim UFC fight, Cam, people know. Everybody knows what people bet on. Like, there's limits on this yep. stuff. Like, if you're a judge, are you going to risk going to jail and getting busted for, by the for FBI a circled bet for exactly. throwing a UFC fight yep. so you could get thirty eight hundred dollars in on it? No, you know what I mean. It's it doesn't. It's just incompetence, I think, more than anything. It's interesting. You it's a, each league's yep. different. So I was going to say, but yep. each league's different. You look at the NBA. The NBA is by design. It's clearly a television-driven, superstar-driven market league. And those big cities that they want on television and players get calls. Of course they do. It's already been proven. Point blank. Yep. You can't say the same about the NHL. No, you can't. The NHL NHL will be happy with Winnipeg, Vegas, Tampa Bay, whatever. The NHL might set up the format so it's like, listen, we want to get to Pittsburgh and uh, and Washington on TV. But they're, they're not telling the referees. Hey, make sure San Jose doesn't get there. Make sure, yeah. you know, make sure this team doesn't get there. They just accept it. Would they prefer? Would they prefer a team from California? Yes. They, you know, would they prefer certain bigger television markets? Yes. But of course they would. But um, the the NFL, I think, is sort of right after the NBA in Screwjob City. And I don't think it's television markets in the in the NFL. I think it's sometimes it's television markets. Sometimes it's they don't like the owner of the team. You know, there's there's a lot of reasons, well, but the NFL does screw teams. Let's just say this. Jerry Jones, he gets screwed. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And he, you think so, so, so that's what I'm saying. Be, you know what I mean? He's be, rich. Yeah. He's part of the old boys club, but they're still screwing him. And when Elliot got that suspension, if that didn't happen, first of all, there was nothing on the table, Marenzi. There was nothing proven. And yet your star player, when your team is rolling, goes out, changed everything and for these no guys. Coincidence. And that's the if thing. you look at Goodell. Yep. And Jerry Jones, ass. who have had a serious feud over the years. Yep. And as you stated, Jerry Jones doesn't kiss his ass. Jerry Jones is one of the few owners that has the balls to Speak actually. Speak his mind, yeah. He'll berate Goodell in a meeting in he front will. of people and stuff. And, and he'll, you know, he's walked out. He sued him. Uh, he, t- he dropped the lawsuit. Yep. He pulled the Papa John stuff. Good for him. Like, you go on, that was just recently, yeah, right? Like, they don't like each other. And let's look. What did Elliot do to get suspended? I still don't know. And I think Elliot's an idiot kid, but he didn't get charged with anything. I mean, he never got arrested even. even he, you suspended a guy that didn't get charged. Was there a weird story with a girlfriend at college? Yes. Yeah. Who hasn't had a weird story with a girlfriend in college before? 
even like witnesses said, nah, nah, like the girl's just trying to you know get him in the news and mess up his life. That's what her own roommate said. And I'm not, you know, I'm not advocating. I'm not, I'm not getting into what happened there. But what I'm saying is, no police were, no charges, nothing ever. Like there was never even like a charge, an allegation even. It was all hearsay. And then you go down the list of things in in in, in the NFL that happened. All right, he lifted up a chick's top. He did, yep. and it's on film. The thing is, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm going to sound like a bad guy here, but, dude, he was at Mardi Gras. He was on a float with a chick who he's partying with. The chick is flashing everybody. She puts her tank top back over her breasts. He goes, no, no, and he pulled it back up. He was just looking he for didn't some... go up to a chick on the street. Yeah, you know, is it a good look? For He's wasted. Everyone's got the beads going. You're drunk. She's it was with, party. He time. knows the girl. It wasn't yeah. like she didn't file into his. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, look at this. He's grabbing girls and lifting their tops. And then it was like, uh, right before it was almost like the final straw. Right before the year started, and he is stupid because he is in trouble all the time, and he does yeah. go out. I mean, he's dumb. Like, just stay home, dude. Stop being at the wrong place at the wrong time. Exactly. All the time. But then, of course. Somebody said that uh, he knocked somebody out in a bar. And then, boom, there was actually film in the bar, and it's not him. He was there. It was his buddies. Part of his entourage. Okay. There's a lot of smoke here, Cam, but there's no fire. I agree. You know what I mean? Are you going to suspend somebody? Because put it this way. If you and I go out and I drop somebody, you shouldn't. You're not getting suspended. You shouldn't pay the price. Well, Cam was there. Well, I was there. But, yeah, but you if there's going to be a fight, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. if I assault somebody, yeah. that's on me. Yeah. Right? And Elliot didn't do it. Elliot can't be in complete control of his buddies. Was it a bad decision for him to be there? Yes. He shouldn't be in a bar at 4 in the morning in Dallas arguing with people. I'm not disputing that. Yeah. But whatever, man. You can't suspend people for bad judgments. I mean, you know, Roger Goodell. There's no, there's no jury. That's the thing. Guy. It's his way or the highway, and it's and it's BS because, uh, yeah, he is the judge, jury, and executioner, and I, it's a lot of horseshit. I'll tell you one thing though. You bring up the greatest point. Me and you are professional athletes. Get a compound. You're already rich. You pay the people to come over to your place with everything, the girls and whatever, if you want to party. No cell phones, no nothing. That's the rules. You party at your place. Boom. End of story. Very simple. You don't get into trouble. The fact that these guys are going out to clubs, like right on the main drag, hey, everybody, look at me. I'm the running back for the Cowboys. Like, that's just stupid. Although, although the Minnesota Vikings tried that and didn't work out well. They tried to mind their own business on a boat, the love boat. Yeah, boats are... Boats moving on water compared to home uh, stationary, but you're right though. They did the, the boat move didn't work out very good. That love boat got crazy. <laughs> no, but, yeah, they screw Jerry Jones hard. I just look at I look I look on Twitter here. First thing I see is Dylan just uh, tweeting at the Detroit Tigers. You guys are a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I love the I love the sub the uh, I love the uh, the fan rage like tweeting at teams. Even I did. I tweeted at the Raptors today. Oh, I can't. I, oh, I, I would like to read it here. No, I didn't. Uh, just, I, I said. Uh, I said good season. Yeah. But I said need to raise uh, raise it up a notch. Nice. Well, it's very very nice. And then I said sign to Marcus Cousins. He's a free agent, so I'm trying to get the uh, the pressure on the Raptors exactly. to sign to Marcus Cousins. Just put it the out bear. there. Exactly. They need him. The Raptors had a press conference today. Dwayne Casey isn't fired yet. It almost feels that way, though. Man, it's tough. I don't want to coach of the year, but Uh, but yeah, he was coach of the year. I know. Still got to got to win in the playoffs, buddy. It's a whole cold world. You say it.